Right, so I've got to remember I'm top now. That's going to be well confusing. What's the difference then? I'm top, you're bottom. Does that make any difference whatsoever? Yeah, because I've been bottom now for the past 200 episodes. And now finally, Ivy, I'm on top of the world. Looking down on creation. And the only inspiration that I know is that I know where you know in where where we going and we know that we're gonna be a part together now. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR UK special. But before we explain what we're actually going to do, let's start with the ultimate... Hands on hearts, please. We're going to sing the national anthem. God save our gracious Queen. Long live our noble Queen. God save the Queen. No surrender, send her victorious. Happy and glorious. Long to reign over us. God save our When that went into glorious, I thought he was actually going to do the Bobby Roode. Glorious! Well, it is a glorious national anthem. I'm damn proud to be British, Dan. Uh, so, ever since we started this podcast, the British wrestling scene has flourished. Now, as 2018 comes to an end, there is more UK content than ever. So on this episode, we will rate and review not only NXT UK, but Rev Pro and the world of sport. So... Let's get started. Yeah, so let's get started. So the first question is, is how big is UK wrestling? And uh, let's just have a look at how many uh, promotions and come actually in the UK at the moment. Because, you know, when we were growing up, Dan, let's, let's speak about it. You know, you went to the local um, kind of the hall or, or anything nearby, if it was in the you know, Canterbury, Herne Bay area, whenever it was. And you, you'll just have like kind of very small promotion, maybe one big star from, you know, the old WF days as in like an earthquake or a Jimmy Anvil Nineheart or someone like that. Or as what happened a couple of days ago, you had James Storm come into Canterbury yeah. to 
wrestling, quite a smallish hall, but it was an independent thing, and you get a meet and greet, and we appreciate those yeah. smaller venues, because you get a chance of a bit of one-on-one FaceTime with potential future wrestling stars. Yeah. I mean, and this is the good thing about it, because even if you see the young up-and-comers, you know, you talk about the wrestling promotions as well, it's like sometimes it can be just old WWF kind of wrestlers or WWE wrestlers, and sometimes they kind of create their own identity and do it themselves, and I think at the moment, like I say, it's wrestling flourishing, let's just have a kind of name check of all the promotions. So we start off with Free Count Wrestling, Free CW. They're based in Middlesbrough, owned by Mike Groom, and they formed in 2004. You've got Forefront Wrestling, which is 4FW. They're based in Wiltshire, and they were started by David Sharp in 2004 as well. You've got Alpha Mega Wrestling, which is based in Morecambe, with Kieran Enkel, starting in 2015. You've got Amp Wrestling in Coventry, and that was started by James Meekle and Corey Vandal in 2008, and they're a sister, of promo- they're a sister promotion of Triple X Wrestling. You've got All Action Wrestling, which is from North Shields up in Newcastle area. Tony Spitfire, 2007 till now. What a glorious I know, fucking is. brilliant. You've got All Star Wrestling, which was from Liverpool. Um, that was started by Brian Dixon in 1970, and that is a UK wrestling promotion. All Star Wrestling uh, is pretty well known because you must have seen him. If you've ever anybody's ever gone to a holiday camp, uh, either with Haven or Pontins, Butlins, whatever it is, All Star Wrestling is the kind of promotion that does all the holiday camp circuits. So he's been going around for for years now doing that, and a lot of kind of like you say XWF stars, and they usually battle royals and stuff like that. But like I said, the longest running UK promotion. You've got Alternative Wrestling World, which is in Birmingham, but Kevin, and that's 2003 to now. So a lot of these companies be going, you know, like I said, over 10 years at this point. Yes, you've got Attack, with an exclamation point, Pro Wrestling, and that is Cardiff, Bristol, and Cheltenham, and that was started by Chris Brooks in 2011, and it was founded by Pete Dunne and Jim Lee in Birmingham in 2011. Yeah, very interesting. You've got uh, Bellatrix Female Warriors in Norfolk and Essex. You have Soraya Knight. Of course, we all know who she is as well. Dan, do you want to tell people? That is Paige's mum. Yes, it is indeed. Uh, Female-only wrestling promotion, originally known as World Association of Women's Wrestling, up until the 1st of January 2013. You've got the Best of British Wrestling from Essex, and that is started by Stuart Lake and Steve Morocco in 1996. British Extreme Championship Wrestling from Croydon, Ben and Nicole Lawrence from 2003 to now. You've got British Empire Wrestling, and that was that's from London, and that was started by Declan Keller and Tim Burkett in 2014. British Real Attitude Wrestling League in Northamptonshire, Chris Peacock and Jeremy Brown in 2000. You've got British British Wrestling Alliance, and that's from Stoke on Trent, and that was started by Chris Matthews in 2006. You've got British Wrestling Evolution in Essex with Dan Shoesmith, and that was 2011. You've got British Wrestling Revolution, and that was from Grimsby, started by Kay Smithson in 2017. And British Wrestling Federation from Southampton, David Matthews in 2012. Now, if you're going to have a British in front of it, Dan, what lot of promotions would you pick right now? What what name? Yeah, no, out of the out of the British wrestling ones that we've got, which one would you go for the most? I'll probably go for the BWF. Yeah, I don't mind the BWF, actually, yeah. I think that's a good one. You've got Combat Sports Federation, CSF, and that's from Avon, started by Stu Nat in 1998. And Cornish Pro Wrestling from Cornwall, Alice and Terry Speller, 
2015 to now. You've got Complete Revolutionary Wrestling, and that's from Newcastle upon Tyne, started by Ken Clark in 2009. You've got Commentary Pro Wrestling, of course, based in London. Uh, Mr. Richards, 2013 to now. Yeah, I know, that's a joke, Dan. Oh. That's a joke. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it in there. You've got Defiant Wrestling from Newcastle upon Tyne, started by What Culture Limited. Originally ran as What Culture Pro Wrestling from 2016 to 2017. Officially rebranded as Defiant Wrestling as of 2017. Devon Wrestling Association from Dan Devon. I won't make any jokes. Uh, 2005 till now. You've got Dropkicks University of Wrestling from Essex. And that started by Lucas Jackson in 2004. Don't forget that was originally run by Frank Rimmer. <laughs> Dynamic Championship Wrestling West. Uh, Incredation. Fuck knows where that is. Chris Andrews, 2012 to 2014. You've got Dynamic Over-the-Top Action from East Anglia, started by Alex Burnett in 2013. You've got Eastern Championship Wrestling. I've heard of that before. ECW. Yeah, Blackpool uh, by Shaka Khan. Yeah, that's 1998 until now. You've got Elevation Wrestling Academy Elite. No, you've got Elevation Wrestling Academy from Leicester, started by Joseph Connors. Elite British Wrestling from Sheffield, Andrew Hogg and Mark Sanderson. You've got Empress Pro in High Wycombe, started by Ben Ward. Entertainment Wrestling Association in High Wycombe were Carl Snook. That's High Wycombe. I know it's High Wycombe, but the guy I know for work calls it High Wycombe. So I've always called it that since. <laughs> You've got EPW, European Pro Wrestling from Middlesbrough, started by Chris Diamond You've in got, 2001. <laughs> You've got Fight Club Pro from Wolverhampton, started by Trent Seven and Martin Zaki, 2009. Of course, Trent Seven, part of Mustache Mountain. You've got Fight Factory Wrestling from Lincoln. That started by Hayden Dutch Lovey in 2013. Fight League Pro Wrestling, or FLOOP, Southwest, Darren Ferguson and Glenn Ferguson in 2017. You've got Future Championship Wrestling, FCW, in from the Midlands, started by Joel Allen, Lee Mark Massey in 2003. Future Pro Wrestling in Surrey, Steve Evans, Lee Elmer and Matt Burden in 2010. You've got Future Shock Wrestling from Greater Manchester, started by Dave Rain in 2004. Grand Pro Wrestling from Greater Manchester, Johnny Brannigan, 2003 to now. You've got Great Bear Promotions from Cheshire, started by Gerard Hall in 2012. Well, Cheshire are known for their bears. Hertz and Essex Wrestling, Bishop Stortford, Sam Knee, 2005 to now. You've got House of Pain Wrestling from Nottingham, started by Paul Sticks Grin, 2006. You've got the House of Pain, Evolution Wrestling, Hope, Milton Keynes, Derby, Harvey Dale to 2013 now. You've got HXC Wrestling from Manchester, England, started by Mike Howe in 2013. You've got Independent Wrestling Federation from Newcastle, Martin McGurk from 2000 to now. You've got Infinite Promotions, Liverpool, started by Kieran McConnell and Zach Gibson. Obviously, we know who Zach Gibson is. The International Wrestling League from London, Ruben Cabral, that's 2018 till now. You've got Iron Fist Wrestling from Worcestershire and Herefordshire, started by Jake Glittens in Every, 2011. Everybody likes a bit of fisting, Dan. International Championship Wrestling in Lanarkshire, uh, Kevin Idden, that's 1999 till now. Big up the Kent, you've got International Pro Wrestling, started by Billy Wood in 2004. You've got Kamikaze Pro in Birmingham from 2013 till now. You've got Kapow! Pro Wrestling. Leicester Championship Wrestling from Leicester. John Shipley created that in 2011. You've got 
LDN Wrestling from London, started by Sanjay Bagar in 2004. Limited edition promotions wrestling in southwest England, Danny Walsh, 2013 to now. You've got live wrestling entertainment from Essex, started by Phil Powers in 2006, and that is a great name, Phil Powers. Phil Powers. Lucha Britannia in London by Gary Vanderhorn in 2006. You've got main event wrestling uh, from Newcastle upon Tyne, started by Daniel Fitch and Michael Brown in 2005. Maximum Pro Wrestling from Gateshead in 2001. New Force Wrestling from West London, 2016. New Generation of Wrestling, Hull, Richard Dunn, 2008. You've got North East Wrestling Society from County Durham, started by Paul, by Paul Fahey in 2010. And you've got the North Wrestling, the NCL, upon time, Andrew Bowers, 2016. You've got PFP Promotions from... Lincoln, Lincolnshire, started by Phil Fogg in 2008. You've got Phoenix Pro Wrestling from West Bromwich, Chris Liston, 2011 to now. You've got South East Professional Wrestling from Kent again, started by Matthew Huntley in 2013. Reach Wrestling in Plymouth, Jason Clark and Matthew Bradley Morley. You've got Premier Promotions from Sussex, started by John Fremantle in 2011. Wow, Preston City Wrestling. Uh, PCW Preston 2011 to now Steve Bloodler they've got an event coming this weekend for anybody listening around the area you've got Progress Wrestling from London Jim Smallman John Brearley and Glenn Joseph in 2012 that's probably the one most associated with WWE now with the talent being involved Pro Wrestling Evolution Pro Evolution Wrestling in Gloucestershire Avon Lee Hall 2006 to now Pro Wrestling Chaos by David Yule Rob Clark and Neil Walcock in 2013. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Eve uh, for London. Danny Reed and Emily Reed, a female early wrestling promotion. You've got Pro Wrestling Kingdom, Birmingham and West Midlands, started by Ryan Small in 2013. Pro Wrestling Live in West Midlands, Matt Pound, 2007. Pro Wrestling For You, Stoke Woodvine in 2011. Rad Pro South Shields, Georgia Leggett, 2010 till now. Reloaded Championship Wrestling Alliance, Essex, started by William Osprey in 2012. You've got Rev Pro Wrestling, London, Hampshire, Aidan Cruden and Andy Simmons, 2012. Yeah. And the Rev Pro is called something that we used to go see when it was based in Sittingbourne. We've got Riot House Promotions from Gloucester, unknown who started that, but that was in 2016. Shooting Star Wrestling, Rotherham, John Von Diesel, if that is your real name, step up, uh, 2008. <laughs> Shropshire Wrestling Alliance, the SWA from Telford, Shropshire, started by Simon Brown in 2012. Uh, Southside Wrestling Entertainment, Cambridgeshire, Ben Ald in 2010. Superstars of Wrestling from Cheltenham, started by Matt Jarrett in 2017, and that's M A T J A R E T. We've got Target Wrestling in uh, Carlisle, Cumbria, by the Natras Brothers, 2013 to now. We've got Tetsuji Hybrid Wrestling from Liverpool, Merseyside. Started by Gareth, Leather and Craig Hall in 2015. This is Wrestling, Mansfield, Nottinghamshire, Daryl Heaton. That's 2008. We've got Thunder Slam Wrestling from Harlow, started by Charles 2006. Total Action Wrestling for Milton Keynes by Samsung, 2010. Originally known as Angling Championship Wrestling, 2003. We've got Triple X Wrestling from Coventry, started by Quentin Hyde-Styles and Corey Vandal in tw- 2006. We've got Ultimate Championship Wrestling from Wiltshire, Gary Humphrey, 2003 to now. 
Ultimate Wrestling Alliance from Essex, started by Paul Terrell and Johnny Storm in 1998. UK, uh, UKPW Wrestling from Gillingham and Kent. Yeah, Gillingham. Uh, that's Anton Green, 2010 till now. Got United Wrestling Live from Stoke-on-Trent, started by Richard Lees, 2008 to present. You got um, Varsity Pro Wrestling from Hampshire, Thomas UK Kid Jones, 2005. You've got White Tiger Wrestling from Middlesbrough, started by Dreamland Theatre Limited, 2017. And you've got the Wrestling League Essex, Harwich, Colchester, Mark Young. You've got the Wrestling Association of Rugby from Rugby, started with started by Andrew Platt and Stuart Platt World in 2001. So- World Association of Wrestling, East Anglia, Ricky Knight, Night Night Free Till Now. And you've got World War Wrestling from the South East. Yes, www. Uh, so, I mean, there is plenty of UK promotions out there. Over 98 wrestling promotions just there. That's not talking about NXT UK, and that's not talking about World of Sport as what we're going to look at in a little bit as well. So, 98. So, that is a shitload. For, think how small an island uh, UK is, you know what I mean, with, with Scotland obviously involved in that. That's not counting Irish wrestling promotions either. It's huge, isn't it? It is massive, yes. And there's a lot of talent floating about, and I think it's it's brilliant. And not not forgetting the um the one that we made up as well when we used to wrestle when we was teenagers. Oh was yeah, that in the bedroom wrestling. I can't remember what it's called now. The FWF. The FWF Future Wrestling Federation. Oh, you remember it? So, and no one's taken our gimmick from that. So WNR and the FWF are still trademarked to us. Experience of going and watching British wrestling just nearby. Well, my first ever experience was at Haven Holiday Park. I don't remember it too well. The first one that I do remember is going to watch uh, Rev Pro in the UK. And, you know, you may not realise it, but you could potentially be seeing future WWE stars. I mean, it's happened with Apollo Crews, uh, Ricochet... Uh, former WWE wrestlers um, that go on to have an even better career at WWE, in your case, Drew McIntyre as well. It is great because, you know, unlike going to the O2 when it comes here once, twice, three times, four times a year, you know, you get to sit ringside or you get to sit in the crowd and you can take photos and that. But when you go and see it, it's a smaller place. There's probably about like 80 to 100 people in attendance. You get to go up and have a few words with potential wrestlers. You could potentially, you know, be at the bar having a drink and a wrestler stands next to you and starts talking to you, you know, in the case of Luke, when he came with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, you get more memorable moments meeting people like that as opposed to, you know, doing it when you're at Raw. Yeah, well, this is a, and the price difference is a massive thing as well because you're paying at least, you know, 40 quid uh for the O2, if you want, you know, I was going to say cheap seats away, you know, and even then sometimes it costs you a little bit more. With these ones, very reasonable, aren't they? You know, children tickets like five pounds maybe. You'll get, you know, front rows probably about fifteen quid most of these events or tenner. Uh, and like I said, you can, it seems you're so close to it compared to the kind of WWE experience. And like I said, you can you can meet up with people and, and they those wrestlers rely on. Uh, merchandise sales as well so you have to meet you know they have got t-shirts for sale and they've got stuff like this and like you say the list of people that we have seen and even people like Apollo Crews that are on the main roster now and, and Jay Lethal and, and other guys like this you know 
we 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 saw them there because that's what the kind of work. And then you know they do move up, or sometimes people do drop down, and you never see them again. But it, you know, in a case of like Drew McIntyre and stuff like that, just think how much it would cost to try and get one on one with him right now. You know, it's going to be it's going to be up there. Same with Ricochet. You know, he's one of the hottest things going. So yeah, I, I would say it's definitely worthwhile, no matter what it is nearby, just to go to support local independent wrestling. We'll talk more about the news later about the kind of future of British wrestling. But uh, we've got a lot to cover on this episode, so uh, let's start off with NXT UK. Well, we've got the tapings going down on August 25th and 26th in Birmingham, England, and October the 13th and 14th in Plymouth, England. The final set of dates that were announced will go down in Liverpool uh, on November the 24th and 25th. Yes, yeah, so a lot of stuff has been taped already. Uh, a lot of spoilers are out there for everybody who kind of knows uh, what is going on. What WWE is also doing now is releasing two episodes a week. So there is a lot of stuff to go through. So there is 12 episodes of NXT UK to catch up on. Uh, But I think what's important is we start off with the very first one, which is the 17th of October, uh, episode one. And we're just going to kind of experience it. We're going to compare NXT UK product with the, the World of Sport product with the Rev Pro product and just try and come out and see what the best actually is. And I think the best way of doing that is watching the first episode of each, but also, you know, just trying to uh, get the experience of UK wrestling. So here we go, LXT UK 1. Before us stands a kingdom, one with an indelible history. Welcome to Wembley Stadium. An unmistakable legacy. Olympic champion Lennox Lewis. The pride of high. Ricky Hatt. One of the true legends of the British game. Johnny Saint. But when this kingdom meets a universe. Every empire has a beginning. Tonight, you build yours. A new history will be unearthed. This is your time a new flag will be raised this is your brand the future will redefine its legacy united kingdom a kingdom will rise and we are NXT! What do you think of that then, Dan? The opening promo video. I'm a bit surprised they didn't show Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know. But what a great way for WWE to introduce uh, the, the British product to, I think, the WWE Network. Because a lot of times people have never seen these guys before and of course we've got experience with most of them seeing as we watch the UK tournament first and second time around but we'll see what happens here it'd be great to see Pete Dunne involved so all the other faces at Noam Dar uh, and also uh, Mandrews Mandrews we saw at Mustache Mountain of course but we start off with in Cambridge England so the first set of tapings we are here for NXT I don't think they're there live I think they are <laughs> I don't think they are live there's a blue screen behind. We've got Nigel McGuinness and Vic Joseph. It's a shame Marvo Manala can't do it. Fuck yourself. 
Well, episode one. We watched from 205 Live. Watched 100 episodes of that. And let's start with NXT UK. And our main event tonight. What a main event it is. Pete Dunne. Versus my man, Noam Dar. Noam Dar is walking out of here tonight. NXT UK champion. How can you doubt that Nigel McGuinness is in the UK standing in front of a green screen? He's wearing a fucking Blue Peter badge, James. No, Them things don't work in the USA. I, 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 I see your argument there. But let's start off in this action. And we've got Mark Andrews. You mentioned him. Andrews coming out here. To Dan, explain his style for anybody that maybe never seen him before. Mark Andrews, he's a very exciting prospect. We saw him in the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. Yep. He impressed us greatly. He's a brilliant high flyer. He's a But don't let his size, you know, count him out because he is one hell of a fighter. And it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Yeah, I mean, I'll compare him more to like Evan, Bre- uh, Evan Brown. Uh <laughs> I would compare to like an Evan Bourne type, that kind of high flying moves, you know, like he can do in the ring. And he had a great match with the cruiserweight champion, your cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy, on 205 Live uh, just a couple of weeks ago. As we're watching this, of course, I know these were taped a long time ago. But he's going up against uh, Joe Coffey. And Coffey is the uh, Scottish professional wrestler of. And he's more known for his work in insane championship wrestling. But the Coffey brothers, of course, made a bit of an impact. In the UK tournament, the second round. So you got Joe Coffey and Mark Coffey. I'll take it he's the hill. What about the weird ramp? I mean, like, you know, they come out, come sideways, and then come down. Yeah, that's strange, that is. It was set up there, you see the screen. And last June, it was the Coffey brothers getting involved. Interrupted a fatal four-way for the title opportunity and took out Mark Andrews. But let's not discredit Joe Coffey. He beat Tucker and Dave Mastiff in the first and second round before losing to Travis Banks. In the semi-finals of the UK tournament. So, it should be an interesting match-up here. Well, James, I prefer tea. I know, we'll see what happens here. Joe is older, so just so you know that. And we'll see what he does here against Mark. One of them's got long hair, one of them's got short hair. Yes, I, I would use that as a difference between the two. Coffee's obviously got his power. But like you said, Dan, it's not about the dog and the fight and the dog. It's about the fight and the dog and the fight. Nailed it. And now Coffee's got the arm of Andrews. The crowd's trying to get behind him early going. Well, in this match, it's obviously that Andrews is going to have to use his speed and aerial advantage in this match as opposed to going for a full-out strength battle with Joe Coffey because, you know, he's got the size and the strength over Andrews. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Coffey's been impressive, but Andrews' heart and determination as we look around for the setting. And I think from the camera side on there, it doesn't look too bad. You see, it's still quite a small arena as Andrews gets out of that. Well, as it pans around, you can see there's like visible high walls there, yeah. which, you know, we're not. You can see the fire exit, which is ever so British as well. Mark Andrews with a hurricane runner taking down Coffee. Backs him up in the corner. Comes running in, but gets thrown on the apron. Oh, the beautiful step up kick. I think I saw two flying then. Andrews springboarding his way back in. Oh, Hesus's takedown. And then the nip up by Andrews and the crowd loving it. Mark trying to get his brother back into this match. And the crowd firmly behind Andrews as Joe's holding on to that top rope. Easily breaks it and then responds with a huge chop. And that might cave the chest of Andrews. So it doesn't look like there's anything to the left and to the right of the ring. I'm not quite sure what's behind it. So it seems like, you know, it's all... Based on one side. Yeah, I said, well, behind it must be the entranceway, but like you said, we don't know if the fans 
if they're yeah. coming down sideways from it. But then I suppose, you know, it's quite similar to the one we saw in um, Brighton, the NXT event. Yeah, exactly. That side, yeah, three sides. Of, it's more like a kind of studio, isn't it, in that kind yeah. of way. I wonder if anybody's on the... I think some people are on the balconies, maybe. But it will improve. Like I said, you've still got Birmingham, Liverpool still to come. Oh, double underhook and Joe Coffey's going for a Cesaro swing, but with the arms. And a double underhook suplex, or a butterfly suplex, if you will. Goes for the cover back, Andrew's managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Now, Coffey now just strangling Mark Andrews. Correct me if I'm wrong, but does Andrews use the stunner? He can, he does use that as one of his signature moves. And he loves using the shooting star press as well. Managing to get out of that submission hold there. But just runs right back into trouble. Coffee throws him on the outside. Oh, his brother's making the walk round to try and intimidate Mandrews. But good officiating there. Referee catches him. Oh, Joe from behind though. And that's has Kingdom. No, and he seems very, very focused here tonight to put Mark Andrews out, maybe send a statement to the entire NXT UK division. Well, anybody that's watching this on the network now, of course, the great thing about this, this is uh, 8 p.m. our time, BST. So it's about 3 p.m. in the afternoon for the American audience. Oh, so the Americans won't have to fucking moan about staying up late on a Sunday night <laughs> to watch a fucking <laughs> event then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Andrew's now showing a bit of fire, just trying to use combination to put coffee down. And then just goes with the slaps and elbows and forearms. Super kick to the midsection. Follows over the knee to the jaw. Irish whip reversed by coffee. Andrew slides underneath. Hits a lovely insiguri. Well, that was beautiful there by Andrews. Coffee's a bit stunned now, having to use that second rope to get up. Comes running in with a double knees to Joe. Now using the ropes to gain a bit more momentum. Rolls him through in the pin. But does the hits the double foot stump. Standing corkscrew moonsault. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. Ooh. Coffee managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And that was close. He realising. I think Joe might realise that now as well. Oh my. Coffee catches a boot of Andrews. But he responds to insecurity. Comes running in. Pop up. Uppercut. And Coffee now. Oh, that's a spear with his head into the corner, sending Mandrews back. And again, a splash in the corner, throws him against the ropes. Pop-up power slam. One, two. Oh. Somehow, Andrews managing to kick out. Uh, even that referee is so British. <laughs> it's a two, sir. Two. And Joe Coffey looking to put Mandrews away now. Oh! Well, you mentioned earlier, Dan. Yes, and an escape from a suplex attempt from Coffey. Andrews turns it into a stunner. And now he's on the outside. Is he looking for his, uh, as you say, shooting star? I think if he can get up, Coffey is still, oh, as a bit stunned. When Mark pulls his brother to the outside, that's not going to stop Mandrews, who oh. hits a moonsault to the outside on the Coffey brothers. And that was beautiful there by Andrews, taking out both Coffey's. Got two coffees for the price of one there. I still don't like coffee. <laughs> well, bug off. I'd rather have Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> hey! I wonder how many, you know, it's a shame there's not a sexual chocolate. Hey, sexual hot chocolate, Mark Henry! <laughs> <laughs> so cool right now. As Andrews has thrown Joe back in. Going back up now. Oh, for God's sake, ref. 
Mark comes up, gets kicked off, but leads to the distraction. And Joe. Belly to belly yeah. overhead there from Joe. My God, that was impressive Seven there. And Andrew's up for the finish. Discus Lariat. He's out. Goes for the cover. One, two, two three. three. Job done there. Joe Coffee showing his impressive nature. Do you have any Drew Milkintyre in your Joe Coffee? Okay, that's a step too far there. All right, come on now. Uh, well, speaking of Drew McIntyre, Joe Coffey has faced him in the past in ICW. And if he can make a Drew McIntyre-like impression in NXT UK, then this guy means that he will go a long way. I think especially with Mark in his corner. Andrew's gave it his all, but just come up a little bit short. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think the numbers advantage certainly uh, came into the Coffey brothers' favour. Oh, my God. And now they're double-teaming Andrews. This is a two-on-one handicap match after just getting beaten. But here he comes, Morgan Flash Webster. Helmet in hand. Yes. <laughs> Taking out the Coffee Brothers. Oh, my God. Well, if no one's ever seen the mod father before, he's made an impact now. He was in that fatal four-way, destroyed them. And now he sends them fleeing. And what a great way to start NXT UK. Well, as you'll see throughout the premiere, the structure of each match is simple but effective and set the table for a bigger picture. In this case, the duo and the Coffee Brothers fighting off to two white meat Welsh baby faces in Andrews and Webster. And it's great to see the Modfather get this look. Well, we get an Eddie Dennis vignette, and it's another Welshman. Get some airtime here. Eddie Dennis is an excellent heel. He'll excel at getting heat when on the mic, whether he's in NXT UK or the main roster. If you're not up to date on what's going on in progress, he and Mark Andrews just wrapped up a year-long feud that centred around a former friendship. It looks like we get something to NXT UK. It's fine by me if those two guys go to war in another banger of a TLC match. Yes, and uh, we get Mustache Mounting. They're encouraging friendship. And it's weird watching this, knowing that they filmed this while they were NXT Tag Team Champions. Seven deemed this possibly the biggest day in the history of British wrestling. Mustache Mounting realised they're the only tag team on the brand. Well, there's a call to action for the boys in the back to start budding up so they can get some competition tag team championships. With so many morally bankrupt characters in TV and film these days, it's great to see two wholesome characters promoting values like friendship. And we get a Dave Mastiff vignette, and Dave claims he's the best heavyweight wrestler in the world. It's a big claim. But hey, if you've only got 15 seconds to sell yourself, might as well swing for the fences. Let's see if he can deliver later on. We get a Noam Dar reminder. We're reminded that Noam Dar's days of being criminally underused on 205 Live have come to an end. And tonight, he's got Pete Dunne for the UK Championship. And he's walking out the new NXT UK Champion. So is this um, a step up or a step down for Noam Dar? I mean, you know, he's failed to reach the pinnacle on 205 Live. Could the NXT UK be like a, a resurgence I, for him? I think it could. You know, like I say, it might, some might class it to step down, but if he gets more airtime, he gets involved, then uh, I think this could help Nam Dar out. I think he's a great worker. He just needs to work on his personality a little bit more for WWE, and I think UK stage is perfect for him that way. You know, I think it's good for him, and I think Tyler Bate as well in, in that way, just to kind of you know get a bit more experience. Well, here's another question for you. Because I like questions. <laughs> is NXT UK going to work the same as the NXT brand does? I.e., once they've oh. reached the top, 
will they get the push to the main roster? I don't know that. I think we're into 205 Live and normal NXT, but I don't know if it will be main roster. I would love it to be, you know, but I, I just I don't know at this moment in time. I think with the amount of talent in NXT going up to the main roster, NXT might need to be filled by the UK talent. Can I just say, I absolutely love this camera work, because as we're coming up to our second match, Bomber Dave Mastiff versus Sid Scala. And as the cameraman is following big Dave Mastiff, and he is a huge 22-stone man. Yes. And the camera's shaking left and right as he's taking <laughs> his steps, as if to, like, you know, put, he is a physically imposing man. He is. And Dave Mastiff's been in World of Sport, um, where we saw him in a New Year special, and he signed up to be in the UK tournament this year around, of course, like we say, losing to Joe Coffey, but we also have seen him live as well, and he is a must, mountain of a man in person, Dan. He is a behemoth, yes, and Sid Scala's getting in his face, pointing his finger, <laughs> and one form Mastiff just knocks him down. Well, this will be over soon. He called himself the best heavyweight going, and he's picked up Sid in a vertical suplex, and he's held him up there for at least 30 seconds. At least 50 to 80 seconds. <laughs> Oh! And he doesn't even fall with him, he just throws him. <laughs> and Dave, impressing here. The fans want to do it one more time. Oh, Sid. <laughs> oh my god, now he's going to throw him across the ring. From one corner to the other. And Mastiff, not going for the cover, looking to put a hurting on Sid. Oh my god. Elbow shots to the jaw. Well, referee might have to stop this, but I think Dave Mastiff, much like Joe Coffey earlier, kind of wants to send a message. Of this is what they get in the NXT UK division. And I'm sure Pete Dunn will be watching the show as he looks like one to fight Nam Dahl. And Sid's got a bit of offence in. But Dave Mastiff, I think that just tickled his beard. Oh! oh. <laughs> and a big seated drop kick there from the big man. Oh my word. And now deadlift in the German. Just throws Sid again. Oh my god. God, uh oh, he's positioned in the corner. Cannonball, oh. and that looks more brutal than Kevin Owens. I mean, he just flew. He just gave everything. He's 23 stone right into his scala's face, finishing him off there. Job done. What are your thoughts on Dave Mastiff? Well, James, I think he's going to be a top dog in NXT UK, intended. Honestly. He looked awesome in this match, and he makes easy work of skid. Skid. He probably is skids now after those. Uh, well, you're going to need a you're need a spatula to <laughs> scoop him off of the mat there. Well, that is definitely what we call a squash match, but very impressive here. Right up next, we've got Nina Samuels versus Tony Storm, and Nina time an interview before the match where she's expressed her desire to make a name. By beating Tony Storm. It seems unlikely, but hey, at least she's got a pretty neat theme song. Is she the wife, daughter, mum of Shah Samuels? So, Dan, I'll fill you in on Nina Samuels first, as she nearly falls making her way in. Um, tell me about, who's never seen Tony Storm, even though everybody has now, who Tony Storm is. She was my pick to win the second ever May Young Classic, going against James's pick in the final, Ayoshiari. And my pick, Tony Storm, beat James's pick, Ayoshari, in yet another tournament. You just stated that you beat me. What's good about Tony Storm, though? Just because you beat someone I like? That 
actually leads a lot into it, but no, um, Tony Storm, she's a great talent. She featured in probably the best matches of the 205 line, uh, of the May Young Classic 2 tournament. Yeah, she's just a brilliant, hot prospect talent. All right, so as Tony Storm comes out, it's a very impressive from, of course, Australia. We've got Nina Samuels, who has been around uh, a little while now. Debuted 16th of November 2014. Trained in uh, four, uh, 4FW Training Academy in London by Greg Burridge. Uh, she's 5'7", 150 pounds. She's wrestling in Pro Wrestling Eve, as we talked about. Pro Wrestling, Pro Empire Wrestling. And obviously joined WWE in 2018. She has no affiliation to Charlotte Samuels. So we've seen a couple of big heavyweights in the NXT UK division. And now we're seeing the women getting involved. Tony Storm signed to NXT UK. Is this a step down for Tony Storm? I'll start asking you questions. I think it is, especially after she won the May Young Classic. And you look at what that done for the likes of um, the first woman that won it. Kari Sane. Um, you know, she's certainly made a big impression. But I don't know. Is it good to be... Underused in NXT UK, uh, NXT in the the American one, and be you know world renowned in NXT UK, and then potentially you know going up to the main roster to be lost in the shuffle because there is a lot of talent currently in the WWE Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, no, I think I'd um, I'd have to uh, agree with you that. Well, I say agree. I, I'd have to say that it, to have more time is better than to have none at all. And even if you're on Raw or SmackDown, you're only getting a couple of minutes or you know nothing at all. Like, look at Sanity; they'd be better off in NXT. Where I think, yeah, Tony Storm is a talent that could be on the main roster pretty soon. You know, I think she's got a lot going for her. But I think sometimes you need to help out other brands. And with NXT UK just getting started, maybe Tony Storm as a name recognition would will help out in that way. You know. It was the same, I think, with maybe Tyler Bate and even though I'm Dar to a lesser extent. I think Pete Dunn now has been knocking on, um, not main roster door, but definitely kind of is an important part of NXT. So to see him now be a part of NXT UK is going to be a bit weird for him as well. But it means he's getting featured an awful lot. So maybe Tony Storm will make her way up to the NXT roster. Hopefully she will, of course. But maybe sooner rather than later, and we put someone like Nina Samuels over. You know, I, I don't know. Like yeah. N- Nina Samuels looked pretty impressive in this match. You know, he's not been overawed by her opponents. Actually, been in quite control these past few minutes. But you know, maybe where Shayna Baszler potentially goes up after dropping the title to whoever. You know, it's Nikki Cross is inevitably going to be going up. So you're going to need people to face the likes of Bianca Belair, Candice yeah. LeRae. You know. And Tony Storm could definitely hold it, and so could Ayashari, but she's out injured. I think Kari yeah. Sane's got hand, foot, and mouth at the moment. Yeah, well. I know. Kari Sane's really, really struggling uh, with uh, kind of like exactly what you just said. Uh, with the tapings, I mean, spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, the next person to fight Basler at the next NXT takeover is going to be Bianca Belair. So that's going to be quite an interesting matchup. It's kind of two hills going at it. Uh, and like I said, with, with the kind of face women, Tony Storm probably fits in that perfectly. Same with Shara, same with Sane. Uh, and even Nikki Cross, you would shout, even if she's NXT. The only reason she's in there is because there's been a quite a little bit of uh, people missing from the NXT women's division at this moment in time. Oh, my God. Tony Storm just come back into this match. Yes, well, with a snap belly-to-back suplex there, just throwing Nina. But 
you know, again, you've just had, you know, we're, what, two, three months away from having the May Young Classic. I mean, you know, there was a few very impressive women in that tournament. Well, double knees in the corner by Tony Storm. She picks her up like an Alabama Slamway and then net breakers her down. Gets the pin. Very impressive. I'll just drop you there. But Tony Storm wins in a very impressive effort. Nina Samuels gave it her all here. But I think we're showcasing the fact that Tony Storm is the biggest star. She looks to become the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion. So what are you going to say about Mae Young? Yeah, well, you know, with the influx of talent that we saw through the Mae Young Classic. And, you know, it's kind of... NXT aren't utilising a lot of the women. You know, they had uh, Alison Kay. I know she went out in the first round, but she had a big name in Impact Wrestling. You know, there's a there's a few others. Um, I've got Masamoto in my head. Satamora as well is number one. Mercedes Martinez would be good. And there's a lot of talent, like you say, as well, that could come up. And this is what the good thing is now, because the amount of wrestlers on there, now you're starting another show in NXT UK, you're going to kind of need them. Uh, to kind of step up and be involved. It'd be very interesting to see how the women's um, division develops as we move on. But up next is the main event of our very first episode of NXT. We just find that next week we're getting Tyler Bate versus Wolfgang, which should be a great match. Because Wolfgang was my pick in the first U- NXT UK tournament. And Tyler Bate was my pick. Tyler Bate was not your pick. No, Trent Seven was. Trent Seven was, yeah. All right, that was close. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, we see... Uh, UK general NXT UK general manager Johnny Saint. Johnny Saint is an absolute legend in uh, British wrestling. I mean, we would probably have Johnny Saint special on its own. But a guy from Real uh, came from nothing to become a kind of superstar back in the day. Uh, and even people like Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, talk about what Johnny Saint could do was just kind of the master. You know, talk about Pete Dunne now. Johnny Saint had that with Flair as well back in the day. But anyway, NXT UK title time. It's the main event. It's been quite a good episode to start off with, hasn't it, really, of NXT UK? It has been, yeah. You know, we're starting to see a few familiar faces and uh, a couple of new faces as well. Yeah, so it'll be interesting as we go. We've got Noam Darkles coming out here, the Scottish Supernova with Pinkie Power. Now, I'm going to make a prediction, Dan. We are going to get a new NXT UK champion here tonight. Dar is walking out with the gold. So now I'm out here waiting for the UK champ. And Pete Dunne gets a huge response. A main event level reaction for the man that's hold, held the UK title for over 550 days. Quite incredible is Pete Dunne. I mean, there's been anybody else that's come through these past couple of years who's had such an impact. I, I, I can't honestly say. I mean, I'm such a huge fan of Pete Dunne and everything that he's about. For someone who doesn't look like your atypical WWE star, he's just got everything. I I don't get bored by his matches, you know. I, I, I can't say that for most other wrestlers. Dan. No, it's like that UK Championship. He is carrying Brit wrestling in his mouth. <laughs> and he really is, you know. You talk about Johnny Saint being a great. Well, Pete Dunne keeps this up. Then he's not only a... Obvious UK legend, but, you know, a future Hall of Famer at this rate. And still so young as well. But I still think Noam Dar, who's in phenomenal shape, will get the job done here tonight. It's a very special moment. And Dusty athlete as well. We've seen, we've seen both of these men live, but it's not about us, Dan. 
It isn't, no. It is about <laughs> NXT UK. And we're a front row for both. I saw Pete Dunne versus Mark Andrews and now I'm dying action. Pete Dunne versus Mark Andrews. And now we've got, yeah, NXT UK. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, NXT UK live show. NXT, NXT, NXT live show that we saw. <clears throat> and we also saw Trent Seven versus Jack Gallagher. Dar's got his fans here as well. What a great match this should be. And the response both of these men got. Johnny Saint shaking the hand of both men as well. Pete Dunne's just like, <laughs> what? Get out, old man. This is what the bruise rate is great at. These big match moments. Oh. Throws his jacket at Noam Dahl's face. And like I said, no, uh, at the moment, Pete Dunne is the UK division. We saw a couple of people earlier making statements in Mastiff and Joe Coffey. Tonight, Dahl wants to make the biggest one. And I think he will walk out here. NXT UK champion. But it's going to be a difficult matchup. And we're getting a Dahl. <laughs> death march. Death Imperial Death March da. Da 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 da. That's quite innovative. <clears throat> we, That's why I love the British crowd because we do come up. We don't take over the show, we add to it as well. Do you know what I mean? I think that is what the beauty is. And Dar's a huge Star Wars fan as well. God, no, I'm Dar, something like that. Well, that's just so British as well, isn't it, with them talking to the crowd. Happy birthday, Noam Dar. And that's what the guy said. Happy birthday, Dar. He says, thanks. And then the crowd starts singing, happy birthday. Dar, a bit of pinky power. Sets done up and round. Oh, looking for a backslide, <laughs> but both men just spinning round. Well, this is how good Noam Dar is. Now, backslide to Dunn. To, oh. A kick out from Dunn. Uh, just trying to gather his bearings. Bearings, sponsored by me. Outside headlock, Dunn throws him off low. Drops down leapfrog. Dar still running the ropes. Now over the top of Pete Dunn. Oh, runs through him with a thunderous clothesline. And a huge bruise rate chant. Just show how impactful we can be with just one move. Now putting Dar in the middle of the ring. Oh my God, and he's got the finger of Noam Dar. It's a joint manipulation just working out over. I think he's going to go for the pinky fingers first from <laughs> Noam Dar. Well, Dar shouldn't be showing off for that, but of course Dar's had surgery on that leg that Dunn's been targeting and Pete done all his homework. But Noam's done his research too as Pete Dunn runs the ropes, stands on the top of the turnbuckle, but Dar just cuts him down. I mean, you know, even uh, when we saw in war games, Pete Dunn had a niggling knee injury. Oh, exactly. So you got to think that's still hurting him now. Then. Forever. And now now Dar going to the outside and drapes done over the apron. Nice forearms. Oh! <laughs> Pulls Pete Dunn to the outside. He puts his hands down on them wafer-thin mats and then just kicks the arm from Dunn out. And you can hear the impact. Dar throwing Pete Dunn back in. Going back to that right arm of Dunn. And Dunn just kicking from the bottom. A supernova bruiser weight chant going through the crowd. Oh! And Dunn just turns Dar inside out with a suplex. Well, the arm might hurt. and Dunn's punched himself in the face to get back into this match. I tell you what, the fans really are creating a great atmosphere here. And now Dunn, combination. <laughs> Dar can't do anything about this. At least 15 shots. At least 35 shots there to Noam Dar. 
Dunn just screams and Irish whips Dar reverses it low into the corner. Now this time Dar doesn't take the leg out as Dunn hits Noam with a step up in Seguri. And the first time Dar's really been caught. Dunn went for maybe a German suplex. Dar reversed. Dunn flips through though. Kicks Dar to the side of the head. And now he's got him. Maybe powerbomb. Set him up. Set out powerbomb. Oh, but Dar managing, managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And that was too close there. That was too sweet. And Dunn might have rearranged a couple of his front teeth just pulling out his uh, mouth guard, checking on it. And British wrestling chant. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is what British wrestling is all about. Dunn now on the second rope. Well, oh. as Barney explains, the perfect song should be start off high and just keep rising. This is what this main event is doing. Well, exactly, and that, that is what this is all about. You saw the rake on the nose there by Dunn and kicking Dunn off. Dunn with a combination of his own there to the throat to the midsection, following it up with a lovely uppercut. Then comes running in, hits Dunn with the elbow, picks it back out. Northern Lights throw there. Dunn getting covered now. Oh, but managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Dunn now might be slightly frustrated, just checking her free. So are you sure? And Dunn looks like he's uh, maybe got more left in him than... Dunn has, but I think Dunn just goaded Noam onto the apron there. Oh, kicks him to the chest. Dar responds with a big right hand. Dunn with a slap. Dar with a forearm. Both Uh-oh. men in a very precarious position as Pete Dunn bends the finger of Dar back. Oh, he's going to snap his fingers right now. Oh. Dar managing to escape and hits a kick to the head of Dunn. Uh-oh. And now he's got him up. Fisherman's. Oh. <laughs> On the edge of the apron. <laughs> Dar falls down to the mats. Dunn lands on top of him. Oh, my God. Well, the hardest part of the ring. We get an NXT chant now as well. Well, referee's counter counter doesn't help. No, I'm Dar. Dunn can just stay out there. But I don't think he's that type of guy. Well, both men are crawling round the ring. On to nine. Oh. Both men in opposite sides of the ring at the count of nine. And now facing off with each other. Crawling to the middle of the ring. And this is awesome chance. And Dunn grabs Dar's left hand. Dar fighting out. Forearm kick. Another punch. Oh. But not enough, though. Fingers wrenched. Oh. Dar responds with an elbow to the jaw. <laughs> and then knocked Dunn out. And now Dunn drops down. Got a triangle in. Dar's got a pinning combination. Dar turns it at the Boston Crab, but Dunn's grabbed the arm. Cross arm breaker. Oh, and Dar managed to roll through. Reverse the pressure. Ankle lock. <laughs> oh, what a transition that was. <laughs> Dunn rolls through, though. Out of trouble. Both men with a huge forearm. Pete Dunn getting the better of the exchange. Oh my god, now each man just giving everything they got. Huge kick by Dunn on Dar. Oh! Ducks Dar's close on attempt, but doesn't block the one where Dar And now Dar has never looked better here in WWE right now. Them well, right now. Very excited fans as well. This was about fans adding to a match, their great match, on the first episode of NXT UK. 
But we've gone back, we've watched the first episode of SmackDown, we've watched the first episode of Raw, and, you know, this could be the pinnacle of things to come for this crowd. I know, crazy, isn't it? And Dunn for it. He's looking to put Pete Dunn out. All come running in, but Dunn caught him. And now turn it around, maybe Kimura, mm. but Dar's into the suplex. Wow, snap suplex there from Dar. And now I'm showing the power that he's got. Running kick to the shin there, takes out Pete Dunn, chops the big tree down. Oh, comes running with another kick. Dunn catching on the forearm. This could be the bitter end for Dar. Oh, Darlow rolls through, ankle lock. And he's got the he's grapevine. He's got the knee bar in. Hill hook. Well, he's got him in the middle of the ring. He's got grapevine. Dunn can't move. A tap. We've got a new UK. I said this. Oh, no. Dunn managed to escape. Gets to the bottom rope. Oh, my God. How close was that? Well, that would have been a shock if Pete Dunn had been submitted then. Now, Dar wondering what to do next. He's got Dunn on the ropes. Oh, he went for the pinky. And Dunn's caught him. Bent it back. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh! Dunn stomps the finger. Dar's in trouble. Bitter end. Rolls him up. One, One two, two, three. three. What? A match. My God. Well done. Tadada. And Pete done, but he's still the NXT UK champion. Dan, what are your thoughts? Well, I can say hands down, without a doubt, that was probably Noam Dar's best match he's been in. Yeah. Even though he was on the losing end, he absolutely looked like a superstar in that match. Yeah, you, you, honestly, it was, it was back and forth. And Dunge proved, you know, what makes a great champion. And Dar came out of that looking fantastic. He's still selling his finger. God, as well. And what a way to start the very first episode. Dan, what are your thoughts on the first episode? Well, I, I want to keep watching. I want to, you know, see what this turns into. Pete Dunn is offering the hand to Noam Dar. And both men pinky each other <laughs> and walk away. But I, I want to see what happens because... This was absolutely brilliant, you know, and if the NXT division has got anything, you know, to compare itself to, I think this is going to be what it should, you know, inspire to be. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the main event was a perfect way to cap off this historic night for NXT UK. Here's to hoping that they can keep the momentum rolling into the week two and beyond. And uh, honestly, great, great, great way to start. Uh, so, move on to episode two then, and that's October 24th. So, this is the 24th October, but it aired, well, it was on the July 28th and 29th, 2018, from Cambridge. We're continuing on. Was Vic, Vic Jones and Nigel McGuinness on commentary. First match, Dan is a man that we have seen. I think got suplexed on a shopping trolley last time we saw him. I believe so, <laughs> yes. It's, it's Leguero. Now, well, not El Liguero now, just Liguero. Um, to explain his character, I mean, he's, look, you know, he he says he's a um, luchador, you know, I believe him. But he's he's from Britain. He's Britain's only luchador. Much like when Sami Zayn was El Generico, wrestling the mask, Liguero, it's kind of the British version of that. But very talented though, isn't he, Dan? 
He's extremely talented, yeah, and I think he uh, deserves to wear that mask, not because he's ugly as fuck underneath it, but because he is a British Lucha Libre-style wrestler. Exactly, and it's a different uh, kind of uh, person that we're going to see, and he is going against wild boar Mike Hitchum. And the man that's wearing his own mask, he looks like a reject from the Wyatt family. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Mike Hitchum coming out here now. Well, he's Welsh, and he debuted in 2008. He's five foot six, 180 pounds. We're going to see him in action against Ligero. This might be power versus speed on our base on the only second on what is the second episode next to UK. Hitchum's got Ligero up, and maybe splash him down. Ligero drops behind low, gets pushed away. Close line. Harry Curriana. Yeah, takes down the wild boar. I think Ligero's. Too quick for the wild boar. But the wild boar's too powerful for Ligero. And now Hitchman sends him into the ropes. Ligero dodges under. Beautiful back elbow. To the standing moonsault goes for the cover, but Hitchman managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Comes right into the corner. Gets sent on the apron. <laughs> Just springs his way back into the ring. Calls out wild boar. As he comes into him, he hits him with an uppercut. Goes to the second rope. Drop kick. Now he's going to go for the cover, but oh, Mike managing to get shot up at two. Two. Nogueiro's been working 17 years to get his this moment, and finally he's on the WWE TV. Well, James, did you know that he wore a mask because he was incredibly shy and now it's just become a part of him? Right, what a fantastic oh, worker he is. But now Wild Boar's come back into it. Spear in a corner, overhead throw. He went for the cover, but... Ligero gets the shoulder up at two. Two. Now Ligero getting worked on. Wild Boar trying to slow the pace down to his speed. Not trying to get pulled into what Ligero can offer. Flying around, running around. I mean, he looks like a big dude. But, you know, he's, he's not a lot of a heavyweight. But, of course, he is here in Ligero. It's the other thing I like about the UK division, what we've seen. You know, it can be any size to be involved in this. You know, Pete Dunne's not a huge guy. So it'll be interesting to see the matchups that we're going to get. Ligero there, beautiful, managing to twist and turn and take the wild ball down. Close lines him down. Twice. Now he running to the corner, big forearm. There's a running kick there. Oh, only getting a two count. Two. And now Ligero going to go run. Wild ball stops him, got him in his shoulders, slams him down. Then a sent onto the back. Ligero's in the corner. Oh my god. Runs into him, goes for the cover, but oh no. Only getting a two count, but that was kind of like a variation of the counter flipping over. He went backwards. Two. Throws him up on the ropes. Pop up powerbomb. And again, Ligero gets showed up at two. Two. What the fuck's up with his eyes? I've just noticed them. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah, it looks like he's taking a fucking pill or something. No. He's got some big pupils. He had the contacts in. Now he's pulling his hair out in frustration. As the fans get behind El Laguero. Is the wild boar trying to be like a Mick Foley-esque character? Like yeah. a mankind? He's going to have to go a long way to match his success. He just hit the turbuckle then. As the girl hits him with a kick. Springboard Tornado DDT. Goes for the cover. Gets a job done there. 
He's happy. The Caro wins, but Dan, are you happy? <laughs> I am happy, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, again, it's uh, another wrestler that we've seen live, so I'd like to see him do well. Yeah, I mean, this was fun. The Guerrero's fun to watch, and seeing his speed and agility go up against a powerful guy like Hitchum made for a good match. I feel like this was a showcase for Guerrero more than anything else, but Hitchum was solid as well. He was, yeah. We get a video about Dakota Kai saying she has a unique style and Killer Kelly has a killer instinct. So match two is Dakota Kai versus Killer Kelly. Well, it was a pretty good match. Kai looked good, but Kelly didn't put up too much of a fight. Once Kai got on a roll, you could see the end coming, and this was a good match for Kai. Well, they asked Dakota Kai how she feels about her NXT UK debut. <laughs> Who asked? I don't know. Razi Chinya Genya. <sighs> Razi Chinya Genya enters the ring and asks Dakota Kai how she feels about her NXT UK debut. She feels pretty damn good. She's also excited about the possibility of an NXT UK women's title. And then we get a video on Eddie Dennis and he talks about the age difference between himself, Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews. Dennis isn't happy that he's older and more experienced, yet he was not part of the inaugural UK tournament. Ooh. Well, Zach Gibson heads to the ring. Gibson says he will soon be recognised as NXT UK's number one, while the crowd continually boos him. He bags about pushing Pete Dunne to his limit just after winning this year's UK. He says if he were fresh, he would have won. He's annoyed that Noam Dar got a title shot, saying that Noam Dar is an embarrassment. Well, Dar interrupts and heads to the ring before Dar can enter the ring. Johnny Saint comes out to the stage. Saint orders both Dar and Gibson to his office right now. Ashton Smith talks about his roughneck style and he's coming up next. Well, Radzi welcomes Travis Banks. Banks hasn't forgotten about the Coffee Brothers did to him at the Royal Albert Hall and he's looking for payback. Match three is Ashton Smith versus Tucker. Bless you. Well, it was a pretty good match. Ashton Smith... Likes to throw in some unnecessary hops, but he's pretty good. I think Tucker might be pretty good as well, but I felt there was some slightly awkward moments with him in this match. They weren't bad, just a little odd. Well, nothing has come easy for Danny Birch. We see a video about that. And we we move on to the main event, Wolfgang versus Tyler Bates. So this should be a great main event. Wolfgang backs Bates up into the corner. Clean breaker at this moment in time. And we absolutely loved Tyler Bate during the UK tournament. Well, not just that. I mean, his classic match, which kind of put, gave the idea for NXT UK, you know, the takeover match between Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate for the NXT UK title is probably one, still one of the best matches, if not one, of the, you know, in the last five to ten years now. You know, it At is, least 15 to 20 years. It's a classic encounter. And I, and I you know, I've, I like to, people argue with me about that, but honestly, it put both men on the map and the NXT UK Championship on the map, and this is why it's happening now. So it's nice, in the first episode, we've got Pete Dunne in the main event, and the second episode, we've got Tyler Bate in the main event as well, you know, so that shows who is going to kind of be the leading stars. We're not forgetting this, Tyler Bate is 22 years old, and he was our first ever UK champion. Yeah, and he's a phenomenal athlete, we really like him. Wolfgang, though, is a dangerous opponent, and he shouldn't take Tyler Bate too lightly as he just puts him on the apron and lets him back in. He might have the size advantage, but Bate's been there and done that. NXT UK champion, NXT tag team champion as well, and like I say, such a young age, and so powerful as well. There we go. They're going to test the strength in the early going. Greco-Roman knuckle lock. And Wolfgang might have an advantage, he thinks, 
But I'm not going to discredit Bate. Well, Bate's down on both knees. Trying to fight his way back. And now look at Tyler Bate. Manages to get up and he's powering down Wolfgang. Bate rolls through, breaks it, nips up to his feet and a lovely leaping drop kick. <laughs> wow. Nips back to his feet again. <laughs> what a guy, eh? When I look in the mirror, I see Tyler Bate looking back at me. And Bate managing to pick Wolfgang up on his shoulders. No, he's not. Bate gets pushed off by Wolfgang. Wolfgang oh. just throws Tyler Bate about eight foot in the air. At least 12 to 15 foot. And now comes in with a knee. Must have broken a rib. Wolfgang goes for the cover, but only a one. One. Wolfgang complaining about a the slow count then. What do you call me? I said count. Yeah, sure uppercut. Upper what? I said uppercut. Now going for a suplex. Sue's what? It's got <laughs> hits him on the top rope. Hanging the smaller Tyler Bate up on the top on the top rope. On the tight rope. Well, but Wolfgang just grabs the arm and kicks Tyler right in that midsection. He he must have eternal bleeding right now. Fights back with the other uppercut. Now another uppercut. Upper what? And now a four-hour response by Wolfgang. Just drops Bait down and now an uppercut to Bait. Upper what? Well, young master Bait here is getting taught a lesson. Irish rip in the corner. Wolfgang goes for the cover. Bait managing to kick out. Oh, uh-huh. And Wolfgang's just been in complete control. Any time Bate comes back into it, just cuts him off. Now he's got him in the uh, wolf hug. Tyler Bate's got his elbow against the jaw of Wolfgang and he's punching his other hand to try and uh, put some pressure onto Wolfgang. And now Bate fighting back. And Wolfgang trying to block it, but Bate's just too quick. Now going for the Irish rip, but Wolfgang just too strong, reverses it. Bate hits him in midsection and kicks to the face. Now dives off, hits Wolfgang with the elbow for the second rope. Bate now going to run into Wolfgang. Running uppercut. Or oh, trying to suplex the amount of power that's been taken out of him. Throws hey! Bate against the ropes. He does his uh, patented back of the neck bounce off of it. Does it again off the other side looking for clotheslines. I don't know how he does that move. It's amazing. A third one and Wolfgang's not even dropped yet. This Wolfgang is a monster. And now Bate trying to pick him up. He's going to go for the airplane spin. Oh my God, spin him around. Why do they call it airplane spins? Airplanes don't have propellers. Helicopters do. He's going up, spanning around. He must spin about 15 times. Running, shooting, star press. One, two. Oh, but Wolfgang managing to kick out. Uh A we love Wolfgang, no we don't chant going through the crowd. I thought it was we want Enzo. Bate looking for the Tyler driver. Wolfgang reversal, but Bate lands on his feet. Knee lift by Bate. Springboard uppercut. Oh my God. Wolfgang with a German suplex. Turn Bate inside out. Get to his feet. Wolfgang, spear takedown. That was like a spear and argy. Going down. Oh! Bate managing to, get, managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. A nice Tyler Bate chant going up as he uh, cuts Wolfgang, who was perched on the top turnbuckle there with a jumping headbutt. And now Wolfgang in all sorts of trouble. Bates up. He can't, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it looks like Bates going to power Wolfgang over for a superplex. Wolfgang trying to fight out, though. 
who headbutts to Tyler, drops into the mat, who rolls inside as Wolfgang was going for the senton bum. And Bate somehow back to his feet, gets pushed off by Wolfgang. And that rolling camper kick. Now is he going to go for the tyre driver 97? Hits it. it. Two, three. Tyler Bates. Dan, what are your thoughts? Brilliant victory for Tyler Bates. Shows he can go toe-to-toe with the big guys and still come off on top, which I like to see. Can't really discredit Wolfgang, though, because he was brilliant in this match as well. Yeah, a good match. Wolfgang seems to take Bates lightly, and that cost him late in the match, didn't it? Wolfgang uses size and strength, but the longer Bates stuck around, the more likely he was to build some sustained offence. The latter part of this match were lots of fun. Yes, well, this was a good show, and they're still establishing people and personalities in most of the matches. But the main event, once again, delivered an entertaining and competitive match. Up next is episode three, uh, October 31st, 2018. Of course, this is in Cambridge again, filmed July 28th and 29th. We've got Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness on commentary. Episode three. Yes, uh, and our first match is Trent Seven versus Saxon Huxley. Good match. Huxley brought more of a fight than Seven expected, and that made for a fun match. It was kind of a showcase for Seven, but Huxley didn't look too bad. Are you happy how your pick from the UK tournament looked, Dan? Yeah, he's a really strong wrestler and competitor, and, you know, hopefully this is a good stage of him to get a bit more exposure. Yeah, and, of course, he put away with the burning hammer. He did indeed, yes, in a very competitive match. Both of Mustache Mountain winning in the successive weeks. We get match two, and which is Mark Coffey with Joe Coffey versus Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah, we get a promo for the Coffey brothers. Um, Radzi is joined by Flash Morgan Webster. Morgan says the Coffees have been a thorn in his side, but he ends that tonight. The Coffees coming out here. Joe Coffey, of course. One on the very first episode of NXT, but it could have been a bigger assault if it wasn't for Flash Morgan Webster. Well, in mod, we trust. Mod the people. So we're going to see Mark Coffey, and of course the brother of Jewel in action here, of course, from Scotland as well. We know they're born in the same place, believe it or not. Joe who? Joe Coffey is slightly older than Mark, and of course, like you pointed out in the first episode, he has short hair, does Mark? So that should be Flash Morgan Webster. We, again, have seen him live. That's, that's you know, when he was part of the uh, 25 Live in the UK. And that was a fun match he was involved with. We called Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Like, like a six-man tag. Yeah, Drew Gulak and the other two cunts on there. Webster catches himself on that rope. Mark comes running. Nice leapfrog there. Oh, my God. Takes it down with the arm drag. Nice hip toss there. Oh, Morgan Flash Webster. No, Flash Morgan Webster. Flash Morgan. <laughs> I always get their names wrong. Well, Webster Flash Morgan now has got down Mark to the face. Oh, my God. An inverted senton. Goes for the cover, but Mark managing to get up at two. Two, and that was a reverse. Rolls to the outside, and Joe is going to have a look at him. But is Flash Morgan Webster now going to come flying? Come flying? No. Joe Coffey gets on the ring apron. Preventing his brother from uh, getting a suicide dive. Oh! As Mark Coffey comes in from around the other side of the ring, taking out Webster. And now forearm to the face, dropping down Morgan Flash Webster. 
in serious trouble now. Twist the arm of Flash. Side Russian leg sweep. Now picks him up again. Keeping hold of that arm. Oh my god, folds him up like an accordion. But Morgan Webster Flash manages to get the shoulder off at two. Two. And now Mark is in complete control of this match. Mark. It's Joe. Mark. It's Joe. Mark. It's Joe. Mark. Joe. Mark. Joe. Mark. <laughs> Mark now. Back suplexing Webster. Flash Morgan goes for the cover, but no. Flash Morgan Webster manages to get up again. And then again, Morgan Webster Flash gets the shoulder off at two. Two. My God, I don't know how much energy he's got left. Getting just kicked down. He's trying to spawn from the bottom, but gets stopped. Finally, Webster gets to his feet, punching away at coffee. Pushed away, comes running in, over the top. And now here comes Webster again, dodging the clothesline, trying to build some momentum. Oh, springboard corkscrew set. Right off that second rope, just throwing himself at coffee, but can't get him down longer than two. Two. Going for the shot, but Webster blocks it. Oh! Running knee lift there, takes down Mark Coffey. And that might he rolls be. to the sanctum of his brother. And that might be the best thing for him. And now here comes Flash again, stopping him. And spins around Joe to get to Mark. Who was blocking Webster from going far over the top again. How innovative is that? And now a face off for the two. There's a distraction proving long enough for Mark to get back into this match. Or oh, Kofi did have him. And now hits a suplex across. Kofi. Yeah, Kofi. Who's that in Scotland? Kingston. Kofi. And a huge kick to the face by Flash Morgan Webster there. Right onto Joe Kofi. He's going up top, but up to Mark. But Joe stops him. And he gets caught with a kick by Mac Webster. Mark with a clothesline to Flash. So he places him back in, but Flash with a backslide rolls up. Mark, two, three. three. Gets the shock victory. OMG. Gets the job done. Dan, what are your thoughts on the match? I think Flash has got um, a lot of talent. <coughs> uh, the Coffee Brothers are certainly uh, trying to, you know, team themselves up to be uh, a couple of the monster heels on the brand as well, which is good. You know, you're starting to get some personalities shining through. Um, this, which is the third match, and you've got Mandrews, Travis Banks there. Well, Travis Banks said he hasn't forgotten what happened at Royal Albert Hall. And the numbers game, the coffee's trying to beat up Flash Morgan Webster again. And now it's three on two. Oh, and they're getting out of harm's way. They don't like it when the numbers are against them. But, um, yeah, it was a good match. Morgan has to contend with both coffees. Throughout the match, and that was fun. Webster used his speed to avoid as much as he could, but the Coffees have a very good power game. I like the different styles clashing. Well, after the match, both Coffee Brothers attack Webster. Mandrews and Banks quickly come out and get onto the ring apron. As they enter, the Coffee Brothers exit the ring and walk away. We get a video looking at Danny Birch. And we get a look at Sam Gradwell. And people remember him as the guy that got attacked by Pete Dunne at the end of night one of the first UK. But he's here in NXT UK to make the people notice him for what he can do in the ring and to probably try and get some redemption at Pete Dunne for that attack at the end of night one on the first UK title tournament. Well, we get a video of Ginny and she is captivating and cruel. 
And match three is Sam Gradwell versus Danny Butch. Well, it's a good match. I know I like how any match Birch is in. If it looked like it hurt and the finish was very good. It was indeed. And after the match, Radzi asked Birch how it feels to be back in the UK. Birch says it feels great. He's travelled the world for 15 years, flying the UK flag and earning respect. Now he's in the prime of his career and it's not about respect anymore. It's about getting someone's attention. Specifically, Pete Dunne's attention. And Birch challenges Dunne to a fight if he thinks he's hard enough. Oh my god. Zach Gibson heads to the ring. Elsewhere now, Amdar puts on his space jacket. And uh, we get a video and Jordan Devlin, who is... uh, Midget face. Midget face, mm-hmm. yes. And he wants the UK title. He's Finn Balor's little clone, isn't he? If anything happens to Finn Balor, you can stick uh, Jordan Devlin there. I think we'll be fine. Up next is the main event. It's Noam Dar versus Zach Gibson. Yes, and a great match. I didn't expect this good of a fight, but it felt like a grudge match at the end of any heated feud. Both men looked great, and they pushed and pushed to the point where I didn't know if they would reach a time limit draw. This could have gone either way, and I really like that about it. Well, another good show. I was starting to think the show was lacking because the first three matches were kind of short, but then I noticed there was still over 20 minutes left in the show when Dar and Gibson were just starting their match. The main event definitely made this a very good show. Oh, yeah, and we're very much looking forward to Ginny's NXT UK debut. So up next, it's NXT UK episode four, and it's original air date October 31st, of course, filmed again. July 28th, 29th, so still in bloody Cambridge at this moment in time. We are indeed, Jess, and match one is Mustache Mountain versus Sam Gradwell and Saxton. So we're going to see Mustache Mountain. We've already seen Tyler Bate. Trent Seven has been in action, but now Mountain as a tag team, man. I absolutely love them. I think they're brilliant. They, their styles mesh brilliantly, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to see uh, Sam Gradwell and, of course, Saxton. Huxley in action. Now, if you're not sure who's who, so Gradwell's down at Mustache Mountain as Huxley. Because Mustache Mountain, yeah, they are a premier team. Could be on the main roster. They are probably as good as you know anybody on the Raw division, barring the revival. Uh, Huxley could be part of Mustache Mountain. He's got a fair beard on him. He has got fair beard. And I always like Trent Seven because he's a more huskier type fellow. It gives me a little bit of hope if I ever wanted to become a pro wrestler. But he just got hit by a big right hand and rocked. But now he's back to his feet. Responds with chops. Goes for two. Went for the third. Huxley dodged. Trying to go for a DDT maybe. And Huxley pushed him away out of the ring. Into Barry Cade. But do you think this is a kind of a change up for the dynamics of tag team wrestling? I mean, you know, you get the likes of uh, Mustache Mountain. It's, it's normally the smaller one getting beaten down. But... In Mustache Mountain's case, it's normally Trent Seven getting beaten down, Tyler Bate getting the hot tagging, coming in and cleaning house. Uh, I would uh, completely agree with you here. I think that Mustache Mountain have changed it up a little bit. You know, I think it can work the other way around, but it works better this because we know how great Bate is with the hot tag, and we've seen it with the feud with Undisputed Era. Trent Seven has been the man who has been losing most of the matches as well. You know, it's not great to say for Mustache Mountain now, but they can make a fresh start of it. NXT UK be featured heavily. I think their biggest problem is the competition that's going to find NXT UK. The amount of teams, you know, we're going to see more teams building and more teams probably coming in. But I feel that there's a chance for maybe NXT teams that are not getting used much, like the Mighty or something like that, to be dropped down here and have a great feud with Mustache Mountain over the tag team titles if they go that way, you know. 
Indeed, yes, but you know, you've also got the resurgence of the Coffee Brothers, you've got uh, Huxley and Saxon. Yeah, and you've got, uh, don't forget, Danny Birch has been seeing his face. I'm sure only Lorcan should be allowed down <laughs> to, to be he part of it. He could be an up. honorary Brit. Exactly, be a part of it. But now it's Sam Gradwell in, and like I said, they're just double teaming Trent Seven at this moment in time. It'll, make a, it'll be a major impact. Major impact. If they can defeat Mustache Mountain here tonight. Let's not forget, just NXT Tag Team Champions a few short months ago. Indeed, yes. And uh, the thing I like about these, you know, you can certainly tell who the faces and who the heels are. Oh, without a doubt, you know. And that's another thing about British wrestling. There is no kind of confusion there. They just tell a story. It's very black and white at this moment. But now Mini Luke Harper's in. And it is, of course, Saxon Huxley. You're just working over Trent Seven. The right hands and Seven now saying, bring it on. <laughs> well, he didn't come back from that one. That one knocked him down. Yeah, I thought he would have maybe recovered then, but no. And Huxley looked very impressive. Another four up to Seven. Oh, he responds with a spinning back fist. Can he get the tag to Tyler Bate? He's looking for it. Here comes Huxley. Oh, sidesteps him. Sends him to the outside. Oh, and now here comes Gradwell thrown out. Oh, my God. Nearly suicide dived the cameraman, but did hit Huxley. Running the ropes. Flies over oh the top with ease. God, then he broke his neck on the top of barricade. Throws him in. Now, here he comes. Uppercut into the corner. Another running uppercut. <laughs> Tyler Bates come in, and he's on fire, baby. He is running like a steam engine at the moment. Catches Huxley. Explode a suplex. And that just straight nips his way up as well in impressive fashion. Running, shooting star. Oh, but credit to Huxley managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And now Mustache Mountain looking to put away Huxley and Gradwell. Seven's got him in the back. No, Huxley turns it. Throws him into bait. Gets the tag. And now Sam Gradwell's in straight to seven. Picks him up now. Here comes Huxley. Oh, an assisted backstabber. Single leg boss and on the injured left. And seven in all sorts of trouble. Where is his left leg? Now here comes Huxley, but he's caught Bait. But Bait managing to power up. Saxon throws him into Gradwell. And now all four men down. <laughs> Huxley rolls out of the ring. And so does Bait. Now both men exchanging forearms. Another back fist by seven. He goes into the corner to bait. Blind tag from Tyler. And now here comes Tyler Bait. Bounce off the ropes clothesline and a throw from seven. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Mustache Mountain win here in a very good tag team match. And even though Gradwell and Huxley aren't a tag team, well, they work very, very well together. And it just shows Mustache Mountain are kind of the, the, the stars of the tag team division. Merman, I've had a great match, Dan. What are your thoughts? Indeed, yeah. You know, Mustache Mountain... Great, great tag team there, and I'd love to see a lot more of them. And if they get more exposure here, then it's uh, definitely good. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. It's a good match. and uh, is it, uh, Yeah, I've said all that. Well, backstage, Johnny Sainters and referees check on Travis Banks, who has been attacked. Ooh, a promo for Is The Dawn. And Ginny, coming soon. Well, backstage, Vazzy asked Johnny Saint about the attack on Banks, but Mark Andrews interrupts. Andrews knows it must have been the coffee who attacked Banks. 
And match two is Nina Samuels versus Isla Dawn. Pretty good match. It was short, but I think both women looked pretty good. It feels like they want to push Isla Dawn, but Nina Samuels ju- looked just as good. And Isla Dawn was my pick for the May Young Classic this year. She was indeed, Jess. And Radzi has a sit-down interview with Pete Dunn. And Dunn isn't afraid of Danny Burke. Some clips of what Jordan Devlin could do in the ring. And we get a video of Eddie Dennis, who quit his job as the youngest principal in the UK to dedicate himself to professional wrestling. He also seems a bit bitter about the success of his friends, Mark Andrews and Pete Dunne. We're match three is Jordan Devlin versus Tucker. Well, it was a good match. It was kind of a squash for Devlin, but he did look pretty good given the short time. Uh, we get a video. Radzi sits down with Danny Birch. Birch says he's ready to be champ because of his experience and his setbacks. Well, uh, and match four, which is the main event, Wolfgang versus Mandrews. Well, it was a good match. Wolfgang showed some impressive strength at one point, catching Andrews as he dove out to the floor. Andrews did what he does best, which is run around the ring and fly where he can. It all worked well together for a nice main event. Well, after the match, the Coffee Brothers can attack Andrews. After a few seconds, Morgan Webster comes into the ring, helps Andrews. Wolfgang returns to the ring, and the Coffee Brothers run out to the stage. And a lovely sign of respect Wolfgang gave Andrews earlier as well. Well, we've got the Coffee Brothers attacking Webster uh, and Wolfgang comes in to help the uh, downed faces. Well, the two big men, Coffee Brothers, been sent away. Wolfgang checking on Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. And now he's helping Webster back to his feet. And they'll fight another day. Oh! And Wolfgang's done his first turn. Joining the Scottish duo of the Coffee Brothers. Well, the very first turn in NXT UK. Wolfgang beat down Webster. Now here comes Mark and Joe. And Dan, they must be in cahoots. <laughs> well, James, I'll allow that one. <laughs> yes, indeedy. But the jocks stick together. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right about that. Wearing green and black as well, which is uh, green, white, green and white. Oh, my God. And they look strong together. Now Andrew's into Wolfgang. Pop-up power slam. Well, Wolfgang was sore like he just lost to Andrews and a little bit of payback there. And I think we've got a new group in town. Well, they look like a, a similar trio. Oh, my God. So they're sending a message there. And these three men, will they be forming a stable of some sorts that might threaten Pete Dunne, the entire NXT UK division? Yes, well, it was overall a good show, and, you know, you're starting to see some of the storylines developing. I don't think this main event was as good as the last episodes, but I liked it regardless. Yeah. Plus, tonight's main event is undoubtedly going to lead to another match. Right, so we stopped there for NXT UK, and we'll come back in a little while to watch another four episodes. But let's get on to World of Sport, and Dan, World of Sport... On the 28th of July, World of Sport began a new season of I3. We reviewed the first one. You remember watching the first episode, don't you? Yes. All right. So what I did, because we... Oh, I, I kind of watched the rest of the run. So I've just made notes, basically, of what happened. Some of them are more in-depth than others. Uh, so you might have trouble reading them. But I, I should be able to explain them anyway. So second episode of World of Sport, August 4th. We get a preview of uh, tonight's tag tourney and women's title match. We get commentators, uh, So Cole, Val, and Alex Shane. Yes, and we get uh, Bennett on mic, and he uh, and we need a champ that we can be proud of. Yeah, so Stu Bennett is playing the authority figure for the world of sport, and of course he's met with loads of booze. 
Yes, and he announces tonight's main event. Yeah, and it's a championship celebration for Shah Samuels because he beat Grado in the very first episode of World of Sport. It's yourself. And Shah Samuels is not alone. He's with Rampage Brown and CJ Banks. Well, finally, a proper champion. No one in the back has got the minerals to step up to him. And Joe Hendry comes out, and of course he's got the fireworks, and they sing a lot as he makes his way to the ring. Yes, well, last week his partner left him, and he is on a title quest. He said there are only lapdogs next to him, and he should give me a title shot. So Bennett tells him to ring the bell. Well, Shane implies that Stu and Rampage are in cahoots, so they're protecting... Oh, sorry, Rampage Brown is a champion, I should say. <laughs> Rampage Brown is a champion. He beat Grado last week, and he's got Shah Samuels and CJ Banks in his, his, his corner. And they say if um, Joe Hendry can beat Shah Samuels tonight. Well, Hendry made the Commonwealth Games, James. Did you know that? Games, James. Wow. Well, Hill versus Face with Goons at ringside interfering. And it is a DDT to win it. Yeah, so Rampage beats Joe Hendry. That was a match that was made. If he could have beat Rampage Brown, he would have had an opportunity. Nailed it. Then we get a four-man ladder match. Yes, yeah, so and there's a briefcase to get. Hmm. Mm, I wonder what's in the briefcase. We get Liam Slater from Bradford. And we get Robbie X, who is a masked man. Gabriel Kidd from Nottingham. And Lionheart from Air in Scotland. Well, why a ladder match? Well, no one knows what's inside apart from Stu. He says... It's an opportunity. Opportunity. Well, Lionheart gets ladder. He broke his neck two years ago. Well, the ladder is finally in play, and we're not shown bump into ladder. Yeah, so what is the fucking point? Because you can't show it before the watershed. So <laughs> there's no point for a ladder to actually be involved. Yes. Do me say this bit. Liam has tiny pants, Dan, as Lovely. well. One thing I noticed. Well, we get an elbow off the ladder by kid. Must have been at least four feet in the air. Well, Robbie X, nice moonsault off the ladder. And then we get a handspring RKO by Rob. Yeah, and then sent off the ladder. Liam went and get another ladder. I mean, it was a bigger ladder. It must have been at least five foot tall. <laughs> at least eight foot tall. We see a Lionheart rock bottom. We see Lionheart rock with the ladder. Kid climbs, sends Heart off and grabs the briefcase. And a uh, young face, nothing special, short hair, bland body, red trunks. Yeah, so that's what Kid looks like. And Rachel interviews Kid. It was an awful promo. His dad called him a wanger. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Maxted, Love Island. I know you're a big fan. And Nathan Cruz versus Doug Williams and H.T. Drake. Well, Doug is a legend from TNA and lots more for him. And let's not forget the two Love Island guys matching bathrobes for them, which I quite liked. Indeed, yes. And Doug started same weekend as Shane. 25 years might be his last year. So Doug Williams saying he might be retiring soon. He went through the pace at the beginning and then tagged in Drake. Well, Doug gets a hot tag. Yeah, but tags back in Drake, who gets caught and pinned. Yeah. And then the main event is Viper v. Kaylee Ray versus New Zealand Will Ospreay girlfriend B. Priestley. That's how she was in competitors actually came down as well. We 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 knew she was from New Zealand and Will Ospreay's girlfriend before we found out her name. Uh, and that wasn't a bad match at all. Kaylee Ray won and became the World of Sport Women's Champion. And that moves us on to week three, and we get a promo to start and. And we get promo to start, and Joe Hendry gets revenge tonight. Uh, so Alex Shane is basically against Stu uh, on Bennett on commentary. We've got the kind of good and heel. You know, Bennett likes all the bad guys. Alex Shane's a fan of the faces. They set this stall out quite early. Yes, well, we get Justin Seisman versus Brown tonight. Grado confronts Stu Bennett. 
And he says, give him one last chance. Be serious. So Bennett says, I'll give you one more chance if you're serious. Grado comes out in a suit, and I called it, Dan. Yes, and I'm sure your mum was upset that you got that bonus point over her. Yeah, well, going up versus Shah Samuel. Shah is laughing at Grado. Well, oh, no, it's just, yeah, glasses. He's so, got glasses on now, so he is serious, and he walks his dog 36 times. Because Shah's doing exercise. So, <laughs> I'm not doing exercise, pal. I walk my dog at least 36 times. It's a basic heel versus face match. Well, Schuster's Grado is a stain on the underwear of life. And then, quite predictably, he gets rid of the suit during the match, a la Steve Austin. A la Steve Austin. And we see a, a Grado cutter for the win. Now, I'll be more interested in Stu versus Grado than going for the title, but we shall see. We shall see. You know, the best use of a diamond cutter in wrestling today with Grado. Oh, fuck yourself. So we move on to a grudge match, which is Joe Hendry versus Martin Kirby. Hendry's been featured every week so far. And it is your classic heel versus face again. Kirby walked middle rope, but missed with the elbow. And it is the best match on the show since Willow Spray. Yep. Hendry, uh, the ankle lock was talked for him by Kurt Angle. Really? Yeah. Well, Kirby got out of it and used the ropes to win. All right, so we've got the tag tournament. BT Gun and Stevie Boy uh, look like a tripped out Ascension versus CJ Banks and Brad Slayer. Um, thought Banks was in a team with Bree and Shah. Well, um, I thought Banks was in a team with Brown and Shah. Yeah, but he obviously could team up with someone else to be in part of a tag team tournament. Uh, faces in control early. Val likes the look of most guys on commentary. And uh, did you know that Kaylee Ray and Stevie Ray are together? Really did not know that. She got interested in thanks to him. Well, didn't you know that Stevie Ray, Kaylee Ray? Oh, yeah, I suppose. So. And they're both Scotch as well. Well, Brad was tagging him like he was high-fiving, but very gaily. Yeah, and they were really weird uh, tags. I, I can't really explain it without... It's like this, Dan. Like, like you know what I mean? Scared to contact. Like McIntyre and Ziggler. BT Gun got the hot tag. Double team for the win. Yes, and it was the biggest opportunity for Gabriel Kidd going against... 36 Stone Crater. Yeah, 36 Stone Crater, honestly. And this was the opportunity that he won in the ladder match was to go against Crater, which kind of made no sense whatsoever. He won a contract to fight him. It was horrible. So it was a bit of a squash match. Yeah, it was a choke slam, and uh, Kid is out and taken away by the paramedics. And we go on to our main event, which is Sizem versus Brown. Yeah, and that's Hill versus Face. Brown, mate, can retain. It was the worst show so far. So, episode four starts off, we get a recap of last week's action. We get the women's title match. Uh, it's New Zealand's B Priestley, Will Ospreay's girlfriend versus Kaylee Ray. And we get a tax from behind to start. Kaylee Ray is over, though. Yes, but was beaten down through the match. Viper came down and took out both women. Yes, and uh, we get a new woman has arrived. It's Aisha, and I'll tell you what she looks like, Dan. Do you remember uh, Shaniqua? No. Oh, okay. We're part of the Bashing Brothers, if anybody does, looks a little like that. Uh, Stu breaks up the action. Well, next week we get an over-the-top rope royal... We get an over-the-top rope battle royal, and the winner faces the champ. Well, Grado is in Stu's office. Well, Bennett's not happy. Grado says, win, he won. He wants one more chance, and he'll be in tag team tourney if he can find a partner. And Willie Ospreay is in action. 
He shouldn't win, really. He's versus Martin Kirby. He's a bull tag team hating guy. <laughs> well, Will is great Superman pose. Yeah, it is the greatest Superman pose that I've seen in professional wrestling, Dan. Not as good as uh, Ricochet's. Well, you argue about that. Go on to our YouTube channel, WNet Review Podcast. Look up Ricochet versus Will Ospreay, 6.30 splash, and you will see the video that we took when we saw them both face off in uh, Rev Pro, weirdly enough. So you in an English in promotion, yeah, exactly. Yes. English promotion. What's up? You planned it, Dan, but we actually haven't. Beautiful. Best match in the series so far. Yes, we get a Kirby suicide dive and Fisherman's Pile Driver. Yeah, Alex called it a Spanish fly. <laughs> well, you know, they're not as good as commentating as us, no. but never mind. Well, Kirby walked the second rope and will hit a Hurricane Rana. Yeah, dive outside, handspring moonsault. A 450, but Kirby... I know, and then the, uh-huh. Os- uh-huh. And then the Osprey Driver for the win. Yes, um, they missed the trick with Grado going backstage to look for a partner. I mean, how funny would that be? We know Grado's good in those kind of backstage situations. Situations. So it would have been funny to go up and go, do you want to be my partner? Do you, want to, you know, and you could have worked that into the show. And then he's, oh, I can't find anybody. And then you surprise him at the end of the night rather than doing what they do. And you see him talking to someone, but he's off camera. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, like, oh, yeah. you put my partner yeah, exactly. yeah, aye. Aye, you will. And then, you know. Well, here we go. So he faces Robbie X... Robbie X and Crater, yep, mask guys, one's high flyer, one's Fertile Stone, sack of shit. Crater destroys Robbie X. And Bulldog is his partner. Oh, no, wait a minute, I'm wrong, wrong with you, I'm wrong with you, I'm wrong with you, I'm wrong with you, I'll go back, I'll go back. Yeah, so instead of doing that and choose to find his partner, he just, he comes out and he's facing Robbie X and Crater. They're both mask guys, one's high flyer and one is a 36 Stone, sack of shit. Yeah, so James... Bulldog is his partner. Yeah, British Bulldog. Will he slam Crater over his head with the world watching? Is he Dave Mastiff only because of beard and can't be the same character due to WWE? Yeah, I, unfortunately it's not. Uh, Dave Mastiff would have been a step up, but kind of that look, but just a little bit bigger than that. Well, there was a funny spot. Grado ran into Crater and nearly died. Yeah, I know. And Crater leaves Robbie X to fend for himself. Well, we see the Grado cutter for the win. Yeah, and Crater then returns to beat up Robbie X. Yes, Smith Grado sends him his way. Yeah, and then Smith and Grado, uh, and then Bulldog and Grado sends him on his way to stop attacking poor old Robbie. We get an interview with the champion, Rampage Brown. Yes, and Shaw takes over. Liked it. Yeah, I really did like it. He's like, yeah, come here, you mug. You know what you're talking about. This is the fucking champion. He didn't you swear. You fucking swear. He's keeping old guy in my pub. It's about world of sport wrestling. Slags. Slags. Uh, former number one contender match. We've got Justin Sizem versus Joe Hendry versus Adam Maxted. Just Inside Men is his name, Dan. Just Inside Men. <laughs> Just Inside Men. I can't believe it. Well, Nathan Cruz swaps with Adam. Yeah, I mean, my dad, who I've been watching it with, got into the main event of this one, actually. It's weird. And uh, James is a big fan of Henry, aren't you, James? I liked him. I like his style. I like the way he sings as he comes out. And I like the kind of wrestling that he does. Uh, size and hit a running spear outside in, which I'd never seen before. Fucking hell. We said discus clothesline for the victory. Uh, episode five on World of Sport. We get a video package of last week's show. Double Trouble plus Women's Match and Crater. Yeah, and we get a tag to- tawny match to start. And that is Yestin Reese and Kip Sabian. Yeah, Kip Grattle promo. It was naff. He, he does his own entrance. It just wasn't any good. You know, we've seen some good and some bad. This was very holiday campy. Yes, and they're going, oh, hello, holiday. No, not like, oh, hello. 
Well, they go against BT Gun and Stevie Boy. And they get jumped right at the start. Yeah, the faces take over, double dives to the outside, and lots of double team moves. It's a standard match. Hills take over, hot gun, hot tag for Gun. And we get a powerbomb, neckbreaker combo, Kip and Yeston win. Well, Gabriel is back. He got stretched off. He's bandaged, but wants to fight with Liam Slater versus Crater. Crater stays on the outside, and the wrestling match starts between the two. Well, Mick McManus, British catch can style wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it was quite impressive between the two. And then Crater gets involved, uh, and he beats the shit out of Slater. Yeah, and they double team him. Yeah, Crater double choke slam and splash. He pinned them both. Nathan Cruz and Adam Maxted versus Grado and Bullo wearing matching Union Jack outfits. Yeah, I quite like that. I thought it was cool. Cruz uh, starts with Davey and then the faces are in control. Yes, uh, Grado landed weirdly and hurt his leg. Yeah, Cruz started attacking it and tells Adam to hurt him. He seems not to want to. And uh, Grado taps in the figure four. Quite surprising. I thought if you're going to put the two kind of biggest faces on the show, you would have them go through to the final. But obviously not. you got two each other in the final. Yes, and uh, we get a women's battle royal. We've got Kaylee Ray. We've got B Priestley. Aisha. Casey Owens. And Viper. It was an awful lot of botches. Owens is gone by Aisha. B's gone by Viper. Aisha messed up Powerbomb and can be seen talking. The crowd was really quiet through this one. Aisha's gone, but Viper throwing Kay into her. And Viper's gone by super kick on the apron. That's a better predictive one, isn't it? <laughs> Have you ever seen a super cock in your life? Uh, it would, again, it's not a great episode, but tickets are on sale for their tour. And that's in January. So anybody wants to see World of Sport, and it is available to see, even though their programs aren't on demand, which I don't really understand at the moment. You can't see them on Sky. Uh, the tour is starting in January. Uh, they're going a few places, so check that up if you do. And the whole point of today's episode is to check in on your, your action around you, you know? Uh, so we move on to episode six. Yes, and it feels more like a recap from last week. Bulldog makes his way out, and he's going to get to Rampage. He's flanked by CJ Banks and, of course, Charles Samuels. Well, Brown takes control just because he's better and doesn't need the Hills ring pish. This, no, the thing is, right, in, in a face versus Hill match... A face should always be in control until a heel cuts him off in some unhanded tactic, whether it be like uh, not a a proper rope break or a poke to the eye or distraction, not just because he's a better wrestler. And in this match, David Boy Smith, you know, British Bulldog, and Brown just just was better. And I just thought, what the fuck? Especially when you've got the two guys at ringside who could have done something, they actually didn't, you know? Uh, Bulldog standing suplex, but again, he he made a mistake to let Brown in. Yes, we see a knee attack from behind the ref's back. Northern Lights, he collapsed under the weight. Running power slam, but I rake them DDT, and Brown gets the victory. So if he's beating, Grado's not worthy enough. Bulldog is, is just lost, then who is going to be the next big face of the company? What about Justin Sideman? Well, he's helped, but Stu says 2-1. If he can win, he's on the Brown. And brown is a slang word for heroin. I know, I was going to snook a reference, but don't worry. It's tight brown. Uh, up next is Joe Hendry versus Kirby. Yes, uh, submission. Yes, submission, gotcha match. And Kirby got an arm in a sling. So up next, Joe Hendry versus Kirby. It's a submission, gotcha match, but Kirby's got his arm in a sling. 
and he said he can't wrestle, but why has he got his wrestling trunks on? And even Alex Shane points that out. If he is injured, why has he come out dressed to compete? Uh, he's got a doctor's note. Is it a note? Well, we think it's a doctor's note. It says he's got a hamstring and man flu. He's doing his hair. But it's from his mum. And that is actually quite funny. It's not an actual doctor's note. And Stu was agreeing with this because he's a heel when he was going, of course, you know, you can have the, you can take, you know, the, the night off. But Joe grabbed him with his bad arm and the match just started like that because we realised Kirby wasn't faking it. Well, Kirby is working well as a heel. Sorry, go on. And it was a good match, and Hendry gets the victory. Kirby was getting the fans into him here, and he was in those small arena, you know, even smaller than next to UK. Uh, he, the heat he was getting was quite good. Yes, and uh, next up is the final of the tag team title tournament, and it is Adam Maxted and Nathan Cruz going against Kip Sabian and Yeston Reese. Well, they're both hill teams, but the crowd went back and forth. Yeah, Maxted gets worked over for a lot of the match. Yeah, Cruz got the hot tag, powerbomb, netbreaker combo, and Kip Yeston wins. And then Maxted attacked by Cruz afterwards. They're a team no more. Who would have thought that, Dan? Well, it's Sizem versus Banks with Shah in his corner. They beat him up all match, but Sizem still managed to make a comeback. Brown comes out, comes out, and just they stare off. And it, yeah, and Justin finishes them both off. He hits the four fifty. So. Rampage came to the, you know, not even the ringside area at the stage, sized him, left the two opponents, stared at him, still came in and then beat the two as well. So I was just like, oh, okay. So he cracked at the title after he hits the 450. They are building Sizem up, just inside men, as the next big star. Well, the next episode, we get a recap of late week or last week. And we get Graydon Kirby back plus Crater 3-1 and, and Max Dead versus Cruz in a ladder loses... In a... <laughs> In a loser leaves town ladder match tonight. And Cruz is out here. He doesn't owe anybody an explanation. Adam gets love from little people and tries to jump on his back. Jeez. Which we know. Didn't need to be a ladder match, did it? <sighs> nope. Adam showed a bit of fire and crowd but onto this one. Well, nice springboard drop kick by Adam onto ladder. Does a save move. This time with a forearm to win the match. He vows he will return. So Nathan Cruz is gone from the world of sport. And we get Stu and Sizen backstage. And uh, he will team with Hendry going against Shah and Brown. And we get Kid versus Crater versus Robbie X versus Liam Slater now. But it's a triple team and they triple dive and then all three dive. So it's meant to be a fatal forward, but they turn it into a handicap match. Crater actually gets that back down to a knee, back in, and he takes out all three. But surprisingly, they all team up and pin Crater. Well, Crater's back up and refs and security split up. And then we get Kirby versus Grado next. Well, Kirby starts off with a cheap shot. But Grado gets back into it and it is a standard Grado match. Kirby's a good worker. He's bum bag and he brings out the toothbrush and both men fight over it like it's some kind of knife they're going to stab each other with. And Grado sticks that in his mouth with the toothbrush. Kirby's feet on the ropes, but he gets a win. So Grado's lost yet again. And we get a tag team main event. And uh, we've got, of course, like we said, Joe Hendry and Sizem versus Samuels and Banks. And kids behind Sizem, but no one... The kids are behind Sizem, but no one else. He's like a British John Cena. Well, it is two on one at the moment. Hendry gets a tag, hot tag. Oh, Justin gets back in. Brown is back up the ramp. 450 on Shaft for the win. So this interference by Brown has been awful because he, they've lost the last two main events. Do you believe that? 
Uh, episode 8, we get a recap of last week, and the first match is Viper versus Aisha. Well, Viper's better than this, and it felt very holiday camp. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Viper in the May Young Classic, haven't we? And it felt a bit, I felt a bit like Aisha, where she could be fighting people like Tony Storm and Io Shiari. And it, it's her choice, don't get me wrong, she is doing well in Japan, but still. Viper was a face, but in control. Viper beats her with a Viper driver, and she faces KD Ray next week for the women's title. And we see Viper backstage, and she's happy because she did it. Yeah. So the next is couple versus couple. It's Stevie Boy and Kaylee Ray versus Will Ospreay and B Priestley. Yes, and that was a great match. It was double Germans and suicide, women on men. That's what I liked about it, proper intergender stuff. Well, Will gets a hurricane rana and he landed on his feet. Spanish fly and Will finishes for the victory. And we get Yeston Reese versus Bulldog. Big man versus big man. Oh, a lot of back and forth in that match. Well, Davey's trunks look cheap. Uh, he's got, like, kind of just normal purple trunks with, like, a Canadian flag on top. Uh, like, pl- you know what I mean? Like a Canadian sticker and then a British sticker on the... Like, mate, don't you make enough money to have just kind of, like... Do you know what I mean? Did like, his old man make enough money? Yeah, exactly, yeah. One, if he's being a British bulldog, why can't he wear his bulldog's own, own you know, old trousers, wherever his trunks are? Yeah, or, or he might go into the jeans. Ex- Whatever it is, better than this kind of cheap look. And, like, if I was manager David Boy Smith, British Bulldog... Isn't he David Hartsmith? He's David Hartsmith. He goes by so many different names. He's he's allowed to go by British Bulldog in here. But there was so much I'd change for him. Not only his kind of upper body look style, but just everything, his demeanour, you know, a bit of aggression. You know, I I'd, I'd, I'd put Drew McIntyre inside him, you know? Um, so, anyway, yesterday's... Um, if running power sound for the win, Bulldog does it. Yes, and uh, the main event is Mark versus Mask. Yeah, so it's Mask versus Mask. Oh, Who's Mask gonna, versus Mask. Who is going to lose their mask? It's Crater versus Robbie X. And it wasn't a bad match, and Robbie gets the victory. Unbelievably, Robbie manages to sneak it, uh, yet when the mask is taken off, we don't really get to see Crater's face. He just leaves. Ah. Episode 9, we get a preview tonight. It's the women's title, and it's the men's number one contendership match. And we start off with Viper versus Kaylee Ray. We get this is awesome chance. It's a really good match. Wouldn't be out of place if it was on a takeover. No, I know. Kaylee Ray wins. This is what both women can do. Kaylee Ray probably hasn't got that kind of superstar look, shall we say. But I think Viper definitely has down the road. Viper should be moving on to bigger and better things. Can't get much bigger than Viper. Well, we get the World of Sport buzzer battle. Yeah, right. Let me explain this to you. So, Steve it explained that we are going to get the World of Sport buzzer battle royal. Elimination tag match. When he presses buzzer, one person joins each team. Pins, submissions, DQs, countouts. When eight men left, they turn into a battle royal and the winner will face the World of Sport champion. Do you understand that? Not in the slide. Well, it starts one-on-one. <laughs> And that is Robbie X and Kip Sabian. Yeah. And uh, Stevie Boy and BT Gunn on different team, even though they're tag team partners. Well, Yeston Reese is tag champ on Kip's team. And Liam Slate is there. The tag finisher, they tag in his partner and he refuses. Well, he tags out. Kip gets pinned and that was ace. Uh, Stevie Boy out. Kip slapped Gunn. Yeah, finisher on Gunn. Slate got tagged in and pinned by... And uh, the buzzer, Grado and Shah Samuels go on Hill Team. Yeah, so it's the Butcher and the Joker. <laughs> See what I did there. Uh, Val touched Jude's buzzer. Oh. Well, David and CJ Banks come in. 
Grado Davy and Tag Champs all eliminated in a brawling outside. And this sets up the match for next week. And Max Dead's here. He gets attacked from behind by Cruz. Well, Cruz is not sanctioned, but Stu likes it. Well, Justin he comes out wearing a mask he lost last week. <laughs> well, Why? He might have lost that mask, but he's got a different mask. <laughs> and the last man is Gabriel Kidd and Moose. Moose from Impact Wrestling. Moose from Impact Wrestling. Moose. <laughs> yes. Moose. You can tell me more about Moose because I had no fucking clue who he was. Well, he's a former NFL and Global Force Wrestling star. He turned heel just before he left Impact Wrestling. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate Don't the like, Did he have his headband? Yeah, on? he had a headband, and yeah. they kept calling him former NFL player, and I yeah. hate that. I mean, my list of Mojo Mongo, and then all of a sudden this motherfucker comes along. No, I'll tell you what, Moose isn't that bad, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, right, I'll, I'll give him a bit of time, I do. All right, fair play, fair play. Um, Moose. Well, special surprise. A uh, few high spots. Robbie pins by Nathan. Crater takes out Slater. And that then it's... Buzzer Royale time, or yes. Battle Royale time. Kid eliminated by Shah Samuels. Cruz from He Returns a Favour. Yeah, as we've seen in the Royal Rumble before. And Moose sends Banks and Shah out. Well, Crater left. And then Moose gone. Justin and, left. And then Justin wins the match because we all thought he'd been eliminated, but he managed to get the job done. And episode 10, it is the final one. We get a recap of last week. Yeah, Stu's in ring gives us two matches. First, tag team titles on the line. It's Grado and Bulldog versus Yeston, Reese and Kip Sabian. And Grado kicked out oh. of the finisher. And it's new tag team champions. Well, Stu says Grado sh- showed him something. He's clapping for him. So all these problems Bennett has had with Grado, he finally sees saying, we've got new World of Sport Tag Team Champions, and Bennett's happy. We get a promo video for Sizem, never give up, more like X-fucking-factor. Yeah, honestly, it really was. Tonight, Justin Sizem become champion! I've worked for this all my life, ever since my grand died, you know what I mean? It was a really long match. And uh, Stu actually took my match thing and said it was at least half an inch thick. I couldn't fucking believe it. it matched, and, I was, and I was like, you bastard. You've been listening to the WNR podcast yes. and Nick and Dan's thing. Uh, this was hard work. It was two ref bumps. But he does actually beat Rampage Brown, gets a belt and fireworks. Yes, and Bennett goes into the ring. Rampage stops him, so he knocks him out and hands the belt to Justin Sizeman. The biggest pop of the night. The biggest pop of all the shows was when Stu Bennett hit the forearm. Uh, I can't remember what he called it now. What did he used to call it? The ball hammer. The ball hammer elbow on uh, Rampage Brown. And why Why wasn't Stu Bennett wrestling? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it was good. It was bad. It was ugly. But again, it's an alternative. You know, they should stop trying to be WWE light. Uh, obviously, you've got a man with Justin, size, Justin Sideman that they want to go with. But I thought it was enjoyable. And it's only 10 weeks, and I know you've got horrible ratings, and it was, you know, it moved the times, and there probably won't be another series of it. But at least they tried, damn it, you know? But, you, you know, you get to, it gets to showcase a lot of talent. You see the likes of Will Ospreay, which, you know, if you can see there against anyone, it is worth watching. You see, you know, the likes of Viper, who should be in NXT, without a doubt. Yeah. You see, you know, um, the British Bulldog son, for God's sake. You see Moose showcasing. 
you see a fucking 36 stone crater. Yeah, yeah. Who lost his mask, then comes out next week with a mask. Oh, no. There was too many things like that that kind of went wrong, but it was a nice try anyway from Welder Sport. And it should, you know, if you do try and catch it, go and see it because you will see people like Grado is very entertaining and the Bulldog's a good worker. And like you say, if Will Ospreay's involved as well, then it is going to be worthwhile and it's going to be a lot cheaper than WWE as well. Do you think Grado is a character that could work in WWE? No, no. no. they don't think com- they don't think uh, they don't think funny is money, and I don't think Grado's got the kind of look or anything no. really to but, do it. You know, he did have a bit of a stint in Global Force yeah, Wrestling Impact. You know, well, he was uh, kind of teaming up with what's name Abyss. Uh, yeah, uh, oh God, Parks, Saint Park. Joseph Parks, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, Jack Parks was trying to make him the next big thing, and you know that was quite an interesting storyline. It only lasted for about a couple of months, but you know, it is a bit of a recognition for again British wrestlers. And again, if uh, it does change, then I can say, Grader, yes, he will make it to the WWE as well. Just in case, you can never say never in wrestling. Uh, so let's go back to NXT UK and we're on episode 5 and this is November 7th 2018 uh, filmed July 29th in Cambridge still Vic Joseph Nigel McGuinness on commentary yes and match 1 is Dave Mastiff versus Damien Weir squash it's in all possible ways Yes, uh, we see a video package from Ligero, and he wants to stand out. We get a video James Drake. James Drake has travelled the world to become an elite sport. We get another video, and Ginny is here to show the world that the UK division. U- Ginny is here to show the world that the UK women's division is hers. Backstage, Danny Birch warms up for his match later tonight. And match two. Two. Is Ligero versus James Drake. Well, it's a good match. Ligero is fun to watch and Drake is easy to dislike. I liked how these two men worked together. It wasn't a terribly long match, but you couldn't get a pretty good sense of what they can both do in the ring. Yes, and backstage, Ramsey welcomes Tony Storm. Storm faces Dakota Kai next week and she has no question that she will win. Dakota Kai, who was apparently standing right behind Storm, says she respects Tony. Kai says she's willing to kick anyone in the head to get what she wants, though. And that includes Tony Storm. The two women agree to have some friendly competition. We get a video looking at Ashton Smith. And we get a selfie promo. Zach Gibson says he will soon become champ. Well, Ashton Smith begins to head to the ring for a match, but Wolfgang and the Kofi brothers attack him on the stage. They throw Smith to the backstage area before heading to the ring. Well, Joe Coffey doesn't care that no one likes him. He likes to surround himself with people of the same mentality, such as Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Joe sees NXT UK as a hierarchy, and if you're not on top, you'll be disposed of. NXT UK is Coffey's kingdom. Well, backstage, Razzie asks Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster while they're waiting outside Johnny Saint's office. They want to ask Saint about settling business with the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang. Ashton Smith walks by, and he wants it on whatever, le- and he wants in on whatever they plan. And match three is Sid Scala, the man who got completely squashed, versus Eddie Dennis. Well, unfortunately for him, it was a pretty good match, but this was a showcase for Dennis, and he looked fine. He's certainly taller than Scala, I give him that. Other than the fact that he has a power-based attack, there's not much more I can really say with just this match. Yes, and we go backstage, and Pete Dunne looks determined and or angry. I think deta- de- uh, he looks de- angry. <laughs> de- de- angry. De- de- angry. 
So, yes, match for United Kingdom title match is Danny Birch versus Pete Dunne. And what a match this should be. So here comes Danny Birch, and yeah, he just wants to fucking fight. He wants to fight Pete Dunne, and Pete Dunne wants to fight him. The winner of that, I mean, they're just going to fight. And then you get out my pub. You know, it's about family. It's about the NXT UK title. I'm like, yeah, come here. All right. Danny Birch to win. Five to one. Put it on there. In play odds. What's your best... Uh, co- All right, you slag. <laughs> get out my pub. It's about family. It's about family. I hate you, I do. Not as much as I hate you. So here comes Pete Dunn. I'm going to speak like this, Dan. Because this is my real voice. We've all heard my posh voice. We've all heard what everybody thought was my fucking normal voice. But now this is my proper accent. Both men just slinging each other out. Danny Birch knows that this match doesn't come round often. He knows title opportunities are few and far between. So he's going to make the very most of this one. We saw him punish Noam Dar like this in the very first main event of the very first episode. So who's a tougher opponent then? Well, if, you, if you're talking about momentum, I'd say Pete Dunne. But if you're talking about general toughness, if you're talking about just general toughness and uh, craziness in the ring, I'm going to have to give it to Danny Birch. I mean, you know, we've seen him in his brutal contests against Danny Larkin before they decided to finally become probably what is one of my favourite tag teams. And, you know, they're making strides on NXT in America. Former NXT tag team champions, nearly. <laughs> yeah, they came close. Didn't, couldn't get the job done. Uh, like I was saying, this should be a great contest because you talk about a true veteran in Danny Birch. He's got all the experience in the world. He's been there and fucking done that, as they say. You know, and he just picked up so much experience on the road. He's not done. Pete Dunn is full of confidence at the moment. He's been champ over 550 days, like we mentioned. He's he's just beating everybody that's been put in front of him. But it's got to come to an end soon. I do not now believe... It's like a, a, a child being told, Father Christmas ain't real. I do not believe streaks will continue. I think they always will break. And Pete Dunn is an impressive streak for UK Championship. But it will come to an end, I feel, sooner rather than later. And I thought Dahl would get the job done. I'm sure about Danny Birch, but this is all taken out of Pete Dunne as well. And as you said, he's fighting on all fronts. He's fighting in NXT, uh, fighting in war games, you know, the most vicious match type that there is. And now he's going to NXT UK and fighting everybody that's there. You know, if you gave the guy a chance to go up to the main roster or 205 Live and have a crack at it, you know. But it's going to catch up with Dunne soon. We've already heard about certain injuries uh, and, and you know, and he's definitely got a massive target on his back. Now he's opened up for a kind of inter- of people <laughs> to go after him. You know, you talk about the Coffee Brothers. You got Wolfgang now. We've seen even people that we didn't really thought, you know, think about, Danny Birch and Nardar. They wouldn't be top of our list of people who's in line for a UK total shot. You know, maybe you say Zach Gibson or someone like that, but not those two. And that's what I kind of like about it at the moment. You know, like on 205 Live, you kind of got anybody can really win the title if you think about it. 
I hope that's the same in NXT UK that anybody could just you know come along and as long as they were you know liked enough by the fans they could actually have an opportunity at the title and maybe it won't be like a kind of big hulking guy to take Pete Dunne down it might be someone like Dar or even Mark Andrews you know would be a good shout Tyler Bate is still quite a small guy and he deserves an opportunity not only in the tag team ranks but in single competition as well yeah well you know we talk about Danny Burch from 2011 to 2014, he was in NXT. He's fought like, um, you know, he was used sporadically as yeah. enhancement talent down there. He went to TNA for a year. Um, and then he come back to NXT in 2015. Uh, you know, he's lost, uh, he, he's, well, he's faced Kevin Owens, Apollo Crews, Ty Dillinger, James Storm, Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa and Gagano after he teamed up with Rob Rising. He's lost to the Bollywood boys. But the thing about this match is I can watch it all day. I enjoy the style of Pete Dunne. I've never seen a boring match of his. And also the, the style to Danny Burke. like talk about the destroyer type of just keep going until the very end. You know, Dunne might overestimate Danny Burke in this, but he is tough as old boots. So we see him, you know, take a kick in, take a lick and keep on kicking. And now Dunne... He's just been in control of this match. Just working the arm over, just you see it. The contortion of it. He's a joint specialist. And Birch is struggling at the moment. Just being backed up, basically one arm. And if he chops Dunn, Dunn, Dunn just seems to power up. But Birch is getting out of it now. Now six, seven chops. Dunn hasn't responded yet. Backed up in the second rope. Comes in with a clothesline. Birch dodges, hits a nice uppercut, backing Dunn up into the corner. Birch now runs in, big forearm to the face, clothesline, and now step up in Seguri to Pete Dunn, rolls him through. Second row, Birch looking to hit something special. Seated dropkick there from Birch. Pete Dunn looked like he got thrown, thrown out of a moving auto vehicle, backed up into the turnbuckle, and Birch shows beating down for the past five minutes or so, and managing to nip up now. Crowd slowly get behind Danny Birch. Drops done with the power bomb. Rolls him through with oh, a knee oh, to the jaw. This well, could be it. I think his jaw's broken. Goes for the cover. Oh, only a two count though. Two. I thought Dunn's in serious trouble there. Well, Danny Birch made his debut when Pete Dunn was just 10 years old. That's crazy. Well, Dunn is still a young lad. So that, how old is Pete Dunn? Uh, he was born in 1993. I'd say about 23. He's, uh, no, 24, because he's he's a 9-11 boy. Not September the 11th, November the 9th. And now Dunn with a huge forearm, hits Birch. Irish whip in the corner. Dunn jumps over Birch and then runs back in. Another step up in Zaguri. Onto the second rope himself now. And stomping onto the left elbow of Danny Birch. Huge bruiserweight chance as he grabs the arm of Birch. No, he's not. He twists it around on the apron. On the hardest part of the ring. Oh! Well, there ain't nothing you can say about that. That is just... There's nothing you can say about that. Just viciousness by Pete Dunn to Birch. Going the outside now on the stairs. Slapping his hand onto the still ring steps. Oh, went to stomp, but Birch dodged it. And he threw Dunn's leg out and he hit his head first on the stairs. And a German suplex on the outside. And now is this Birch's chance to maybe just get back into the match? He's being controlled, but 
if he can get level pegging, maybe he can actually pull a win out. Dunn's thrown in, and now Birch comes towards him. Dunn looking for a triangle choke. Well, was Dunn playing possum there? Hello, possums! He jumped on Danny Birch as soon as he got in the ring. Grabbed the arm. But now Birch showing that he's got strength in himself. Picks up Pete Dunn! Oh, buckle bum. Well, Dunn's back of his head hit that top turnbuckle. Be out here. My Birch filling it again. And now Dunn on that apron getting taken up to the top. Danny Birch planned here. Well, he's got Pete Dunn perched on the top turnbuckle. Looks like he's trying to German suplex Dunn back in. Dunn's holding on for dear life, though. Can he break the grip of Pete Dunn? Well, he works on the arm early, and it's coming back to fruition now. Managing to twist and turn it. And the elbow's in trouble, but Birch, to his credit, is still holding on. No. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Well, a German suplex turned Pete Dunn inside out. Well, if Birch can get the cover, we might have a new UK champion arm over to... Oh! And Dunn managing to kick out. Ah. Oh, my God! So the impact there, Pete Dunn. We're charting this is wrestling. It's been a great encounter for the two men. Both men having to use the ropes to get up. And both men just staring at each other saying, come on, let's finish this. Both men running to a clothesline, a punch, a slap, second slap. Step up in Seguri from Dunn. Turns oh. him inside out with a suplex, goes straight for the cross arm breaker. Birch rolls through, got a cross face. Dunn rolls him over for a cover. Oh. And Birch managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Now both men exchanging forearms. Birch again trying to German suplex. Dunn. He lands on his feet, though, and kicks the back of Danny Birch's head off. Runs in the ropes. Oh, and Birch clotheslines him through, turning him inside out. Just brilliant stuff for the two men. Oh, brilliant back and forth between these two guys. Yeah, NXT chance. The crowd are into it. We're into it. Fight forever chant, and Birch might be just seconds away for becoming the new NXT UK champion. But Dunlow grabs the hand of Birch. Twist the fingers. As he's kicking away at the head of Birch and he's still got hold of his hand. Oh my God, these are vicious kicks. Must be at least 10 or 11 kicks. At least 13 to 15 kicks. And Birch might not know where he is. And is Dunn going to call for it? Birch is up! <laughs> head back to the chest. He's up! Got him to have a suplex on the ropes. Oh! Draping DDT. One, One two, two. Oh! oh. And at the last second, Dunn managing to kick out. Oh, yeah. Wow. And a standing O for everybody in the crowd. And Danny Birch is getting a well-deserved chant from the crowd. And now he's got the cross face in. Near enough middle of the ring. But Dunn is on his knees, though. Which helps the bruise weight move around. And dragging him through, rolls round. And now he's caught. Birch. Dunn is down. And Birch is... is just pulling back. But again, Dunn managing to find a way out. Ripping the fingers, but only for a second. And now Birch is really going to snap the neck of Dunn in a minute. Oh, nearly tapping out. Ah, uh, but Dunn going for the nose of Danny Birch. By any means necessary. Oh, now looking for the bitter end to Birch. Hits, Hits it. it. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh! Well, Danny Birch managing to kick out. Uh, 
Wow, did not see that coming. And now they're locked. and We don't know which way it's going to go, but uh-oh. Done. He's got the triangle locked in while manipulating the fingers. And the British wrestling chant, but this might just be over now. Birch, ever so close to tapping. Referee checking that Dunn's shoulders aren't down. Uh-oh, now he's completely turned it round. Oh, my God. Wrenching the fingers apart. Oh, my God, he has to tap out. Dunn's vicious there. Well, the bitter end couldn't get the job done, but breaking the fingers. Dan, what are your thoughts? Absolutely brutal match. I thought it was over at the bitter end, but that obviously wasn't the bitter end of this match. Absolutely great between the two again, and... It just goes to show what a brilliant, hot prospect Danny Birch is, even though he's, what, 38 now? Yeah, he's, he's a veteran. But, I mean, what a performance from Danny Birch and, and, and Pete Dunn as well. We can't say, you know, I don't know what words, what other words I can use to describe Pete Dunn at this moment in time. He's just on such a, a fine form. And I think it's criminal if people don't realise what he's doing at this moment. You know, for the past... Two, two and a half years. He Since the very first UK tournament, this guy's been on fire, baby. Do you know what I mean? And it, he delivers every fucking time. What a champion. Mate, the best champion in WWE right now is oh, yeah. Pete Dunne, you know? Definitely. Well, who can actually stop the charge of Pete Dunne? Uh, I don't think it's possible at this moment in time. So it's episode six next, and it is November the 7th, 2018. And it was not 2018 still from Cambridge, so six episodes at this TV taping. Commentators Vic Joseph, Nigel McGuinness. Well, we go outside the venue, and Wolfgang and the Coffee Brothers arrive at the venue earlier today. We see a video with clips of Tony Storm winning the May Young Classic at Evolution. And then we go on to match one, which is Tony Storm versus Dakota Kai. Well, very good match. Storm dominated large portions of it, but Kai kept in the fight with a place kicks. This was very entertaining. Yes, and after the match, Storm and Kai embrace. Kai leaves and heads to the backstage area. But she is attacked from behind by Ginny as she makes it to the stage. Ginny stares at Storm as she says that this is her NXT. Ginny walks away while Storm leaves the ring to help Kai to her feet. Ooh. Well, backstage, Zach Gibson walks down some stairs. (laughs) I'm sure he did it in a very imposing way. And on to match two, and it is Amir Jordan versus Zach Gibson. Well, Amir Jordan looks fun, but Zach Gibson doesn't care about fun. This was a mostly dominant performance from Gibson. And after the match, Zach Gibson says that he will soon be recognised as the NXT UK's number one. The crowd constantly boos Gibson as he goes on and on. Eventually, Trent Seven comes out to the stage to stop Gibson's monologue. Well, Seven can't understand what goes on in Gibson's shiny, sweaty head. Where was Gibson when Trent Seven and everyone else was making history in the first UK tournament? But Gibson did do something in the second tournament. He made everyone take their shoes off. Well, Seven enters the ring and suggests that he and Gibson have a fight. Gibson circles Seven, but Gibson quickly exits the ring. There will be no fight tonight. Kenny Williams says he's lucky in a self-promo video. I'm lucky! And match three, Kenny Williams versus Jordan Devlin. Good match. This is pretty even at first, but Williams pulled ahead with speed and a succession of dives. Williams looked good, but one big move from Devlin halted all of his momentum. And backstage, Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews and Ashton Smith prepare for their tag match. And this is our main event that we're watching right now. It's just started with Wolfgang and Flash Morgan Webster in the ring. And, of course, we've got Ashton Smith, Mark Andrews on one side and Joe and Mark Coffey 
on the other, and they said it's going to be the Coffee's Kingdom. What about Wolfgang? And now Joe gets tagged in. Forget about Wolfgang. He's been tagged out now, and he's in with Mandrews, who's also in. So we've seen four of the six already, and Andrews, who beat, of course, Wolfgang to cause all these problems that we saw a couple of weeks ago. And Joe looked impressive in the first episode. Tries to snap Bear Andrews. Andrews lands on his feet. Will Barraby getting spun round by Joe Coffey. Oh, my God. And sits out with him. Goes for the cover. But Andrews managing to kick out. Oh. And now he tags in his brother, Jewel. Now he tags in his brother, Mark. And Mark is slowly working over Mark Andrews. Goes for the backdrop. Lands on his feet. Now he tags in Ashton Smith. Who we haven't seen. We haven't seen in this match yet. Gets a couple of shots. Of course, he got attacked, didn't he, last week. Couldn't participate in that match by the Coffee Brothers, so we're sure of it. And now Ashton Smith looking very impressive. Goes for the cover, but only gets a one. One. Ashton's a fast motherfucker. Has he got a shite on the back of his trunks? Look, it's a shite. It's just like shite. Look. It's like shite. shite. Oh, my God. And then after all six men square off each other, he takes control. Mark with a cheap shot, but Ashton dodges it for a nice shot to the face. Of course, we sure we saw Ashton Smith in the UK tourney. And now big double act smash sending Mark back. Big right hands to the head. And Drake Maverick said that Ashton Smith's got the biggest superstar potential of anybody. And if Drake Maverick is saying that, Dan, just a big chop to the chest. And now tags in his brother, Jewel. And Ashton is in the wrong part of town. And Smith struggling here against the Coffees. My God, look at the power and strength of Coffee. I mean, does it to Andrews and you go, okay, yeah, Andrews is a cruiserweight. Ashton Smith is not a cruiserweight. He's a big man. And he's getting manhandled here by Joe Coffee. And now they're tagging Wolfgang. Wolfgang's been part of this unholy stable that we've seen. Three very dangerous men. We ask who's going to beat Pete Dunn for the title. I suggest to you, Dan, it's one of these three on the Hill team. I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, I'd say more likely to be one of the quaffies. And Andrews though, gets tagged in. Sorry to stop your train of thought there. Ashton gets a tag. And now Andrews trying to work away on Wolfgang. Can he pick up another shock victory over Wolfgang? He's going to try. I tried to Irish whip him there. Couldn't get the job done. But a step up in security. Stepped up to the second rope. Hurricane Rana. Takes him down eventually. And now Mark comes in. And Andrews get distracted. This is not the best idea. Well, again, the Coffee Brothers providing a distraction. And Wolfgang showing a bit of experience, even though they've only been together recently. Throwing him out to Joe. Then get the referee to distract, to be distracted by Morgan Flash, Webster, and Ashton Smith. Webster, Morgan Flash. And now Webster, Morgan Flash looking to get the tag in, but his pal Andrews getting beaten on at the moment. Oh, Andrews in a lot of trouble here. Joe Coffey running through the ringers. But Andrew's trying to get some separation. He eventually does, but gets smashed in the face with an elbow. And there's nothing Andrew's can do at the moment. moment. It's going to be a mistake from the coffees to let him in. I, I just can't see that happening at, at this time. Throwing him into the corner. Tags in Wolfgang. Wolfie's in the ring. And Wolfgang is a dangerous man indeed. As Andrew's desperate for a tag, but getting cut off. And a knee to the face. Might have knocked Mandrews out. Wolfgang goes for the cover, but no. Managing to kick out. Uh, short arm clothesline from Wolfgang to Mandrews. Well, he got out of that submission, but again, just got stopped. Back into the corner. Mark's in now. And now Mark just working over. 
Mark. Andrews, he's been in there a while now. It does say shite on the back of his trunks. Got the submission there, trying to look it in. See? Oh! Mark um, Coffey there was in control as he had, and they have been over Mark Andrews for the past 10 minutes and all of a sudden, Dan. Well, it looked like a uh, suplex from Mark Coffey to Andrews, but he turned it into a stunner. Finally getting some separation. Can he tag in Flash Morgan Webster? He can. He's in and he's on fire, baby. Here he comes in. And he's on fire. Yeah, knocking Joe Coffey down, going after Wolfgang to Joe. Dodging Wolfgang. Back to Wolfgang, working on the midsection. Now here comes the mod father. And now Joe back in, caught with a knee. Is that a tooth that went flying? Oh, but the distraction was enough for Wolfgang to get back into this. Flash Morgan Webster managing to dodge Wolfgang there. Runs round off the second. The oh, moonsault dies. Corkscrew whisper in the wind. Goes <laughs> for the cover. Wolfgang, I imagine, to kick out. Oh. And now is mob- Mobster... It's a mob star going to put him away. Flash Morgan Webster caught there. Put the feet up low and tags in Ashton Smith. Bang, Morgan Webster gets deposited to the outside. Oh. Smith gets the kick in though. Big knee, big boot. Looks like a Claymore kick, that. And now he's going to put Wolfgang away. Oh my God, no, tried it. But Mark was on the eight for distracting Ashton. My God. Oh, Throws him at least seven foot in the air. At least 25 foot with a pop-up slam. Now tags in Jewel and he tags in Mark. And we've seen these two men before. Double team moves. Pick him up and chop him. 3D! No, pop-up forearm. Goes for the cover. Two. Gets the job. done. No! <coughs> Ashton Smith too strong. Managing to kick out. Ah, I discredited him there. Still managed to fight in. Smith, it says. And now Ashton Smith, doesn't it? It's a shake. It says Smith, you fucking... Oh, super kick by Man... Smith. Yeah, Mandrew's got the blind tag in. Oh, Mark Coffey taken out. Joe takes out Smith. Stefan Inseguri takes Joe Coffey to the outside. But he's back in. Tags in Wolfgang. Now he's back out. Andrew's off the top. Oh, my God. Second rope moonsault into the Tornado DDT. But luckily for Wolfgang, he lands on the outside. Morgan Webster Flash is tagged in. Here comes Andrews and Smith. Oh, stereo suicide dives, taking out the coffees. And now Wolfgang's back in. Oh, my God. Oh, turns Webster inside out. Oh, he flattened him now. Now Wolfgang. Looking to end this one. And he's looking to powerbomb him. No, he's not. Not out the ring, surely. Oh, Don't my God. Don't call me Shirley, but Webster managed to reverse it. And he sends him outside. Now the group of people there. And Webster Morgan Flash going up. He's going flying. Oh, oh a beautiful senton bomb takes down everyone. Oh, and he's going to throw Wolfgang back in. Go for the cover. One, two. two. Oh. Wolfgang managing to, managing to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not sure which way this match is going to go. But Morgan Flash Webster now has got hold of Wolfgang. But, oh, as he looked for a tag, the Coffee Brothers took out Smith and Mandrews. Wolfgang with a spear. And he tags in Joe. And this might be bad for Webster. Oh, my God. Throws him into the discus. Larry that turns him inside out. And that is it. Oof. And the Coffee Revolution is a rolling. 
Well, James, what a war. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I thought it was an absolutely brilliant match. It still leaves this open, you know, the uh, the coffee crew kind of got their victory by cheaper means than they should have done. But I think the faces are going to want a lot of retribution, so I don't expect this one to be over just yet. Yeah, it will be Coffee's Kingdom by the end. Very impressive there by this new team. And my God, like I said, Dan, this is far from over. Well, it was a good show. I think the good matches are evenly than some of the other UK episodes. I like that they start to build grudges and rivalries as well. So we move on to episode 7, November 14th, 2018. Uh, it was recorded August 25th, 2018 from Birmingham. So we moved on now from Cambridge to Birmingham. And Vic Birmingham. Joseph and Nigel McGuinness are on commentary. Yeah, so we start off at the ring area. And members of the NXT UK Women's Division consisting of Zia Brookside, Millie McKenzie, Isla Dawn, Dakota Kai, Tony Storm, Nina Samuels, Ginny and Rhea Ripley are gathered on the stage. Triple H comes out and introduces Johnny Saint. Saint joins everyone on stage and Triple H reveals that the eight women on stage will compete in a tournament to crown the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion. Johnny Saint unveils the new title belt and everyone seems happy with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the title belt looks pretty cool, doesn't it? And uh, it's a big moment. We are going to have a new NXT UK Women's Champion. Match one was Sid Scala versus Jordan Devlin. Yes, and it was a pretty good match. It was short, but Scala had some nice offense, probably because he was announced as being from Birmingham. Birmingham. Devlin was dominant, though, and I've been warming up to him more lately. You have been. You have been. Well, Razzy enters the ring and asks Devlin if we've seen the real Jordan Devlin. Devlin knows who he is and he doesn't care what anybody else thinks. All Devlin sees in the NXT locker room are pizzas. Like the guy in a mask and a cape who thinks he's a luchador, even though he's from Leeds. <gasps> How dare you, sir? Well, we get a Picard promo for Tyson T-Bone. Uh, match two is Kenny Williams versus Amir Jordan. Uh, match two is Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan versus Saxon Huxley and Joseph Connors. Well, it's a good match, and I like the team of Jordan and Williams. They're fun, but Connor's impressive and dominant here. Well, backstage earlier today, Trent Seven said that Zach Gibson is good, but not as good as Trent Seven. And we go on to match three, which is Tyler Bate versus James Drake. Well, great match. This was a fast-paced and hard-hitting. Both guys looked great, and Lowe Bate was certainly the favourite to win. Drake had a really good showing. This was a lot of fun. And we go on to match four which was Ashton Smith versus Wolfgang with the Coffee Brothers. Well, it was a good match. Smith has some fun, agile moves, but Wolfgang's only agility and power were the dominant force here tonight. These two men match up well together, and I'd like to see them have another match. Well, again, this was a good show with some good matches. I kind of wish the women's tournament had at least one match on this episode, though. It seems strange to introduce the title and not see any of the eight women wrestle. Yeah, uh, a match tonight, probably Tyler Bate versus um, James Drake, wasn't it? Because it's the longest match of the night. And the most exciting. So let's move on to episode 8 of NXT UK. November 14th, 2018. Recorded August 25th. Birmingham again. Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness are your commentators. Well, the women in the UK women's title tournament are briefly profiled. Yeah, and we'll see them all in action. Here we are, just about to watch them all. The first match is uh, the UK women's title tournament court final. It's Dakota Kai versus Nina Samuels and we've just been watching the match 
Well, it's a good quickly, but Samuels hit a few high-impact moves to slow Kai down. After a little while, Kai came back with a series of kicks and strikes, which leads to this nice finish. There we go. So Kai there, now running through. Oh, my God, like a Canadian destroyer type. Goes for the cover, and Samuels is defeated. And I think it's fair, because Dakota Kai is probably more well-known, isn't she? You know, we've seen her in NXT, and, of course, in the May Young Classic, whooped Seth Rollins' ass on the uh, extra on WWE Network as well. So uh, that is good, Dakota Kai. Are you happy that she's through? Is Dakota Kai even English? No, 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 but are you happy she's through? I am happy she's through, yeah. yeah. A simple match, but it was well done. A good first-round match for the tournament. Radzi is joined by Mark Andrews backstage, and Andrews says he's putting the Coffee Brothers behind him. He's now looking for gold. Flash Morgan Webster walks up and says he wants gold too. Webster suggests that the tag titles would look good around his and Andrews' waists. Andrews likes that idea. Oh, is that a good idea? I think so. Backstage earlier today, Ashton Smith is interrupted by Eddie Dennis as he tries to conduct an interview. Dennis suggests that they have a match next week. Smith thinks that might be a good idea. And match two, two. is Jake Constantino versus Tyson T-Bone. It was an absolute squash. It was indeed. And after the match, Tyson T-Bone wonders if that was the best that NXT UK can offer. T-Bone starts to walk away when Dave Mastiff comes out and heads to the ring for the next match. The two men stare at each other as Mastiff passes by T-Bone. And what a Mastiff encounter that will be when both men meet each other. But it's Dave Mastiff in action versus Dan Maloney. It is indeed. And again, this is an absolute squash match. Mastiff absorbs some strikes. Then he destroyed Maloney. My God. Well, backstage, Radzi is joined by Sid Scala. Scala says he needs one more opportunity to prove himself. After having five losses? Yeah, I only had five, yeah. And our next match is the NXT UK Women's Title Tournament quarterfinal match. Ginny versus Millie McKenzie. Yeah, and I am a huge fan of Ginny. So this could be an interesting matchup. It's Ginny versus Millie McKenzie. McKenzie's a blonde, I think. Yeah, the one with MM on her, on her blue trunks. Nailed it. So we're going to see this now, this encounter. See, women we haven't seen before making a stake to be the first ever UK women's champion. Because he's got four quarterfinal matches. Oh, my God. And slap there by Ginny. Bit of attitude about her. Mackenzie responds over a nice forearm. Irish whip. And a dropkick by Mackenzie sends Ginny down. Snap there. I wonder if, like, the the lower, it, uh, not in lower, but the more further away we get from WWE, the women's matches get even better. So, you know, we see great women's matches in NXT. Do you think, like, NXT UK women's matches just like the fucking best in the world, you know? Well, the Rev Pro matches haven't been that good. <laughs> well, no, we'll, we'll talk about that after this. But, of course, this is episode eight of NXT UK. And uh, it, it's been good so far. We're going to watch all the quarterfinal matches. Of the uh, NXT UK Women's Tournament. As Jenny just hangs up McKenzie on a top turnbuckle. Let Kenzie kicks out. Ah. Jenny is in complete control of McKenzie now. Just tying her up. McKenzie trying to get back into this. And it's amazing. Uh, the show in NXT UK. Learning all the other names. Or you know trying to implant their wrestlers into it. After all these years doing a podcast, I mean... And we don't know any of their finishers. It must be a thousand wrestlers now that we've kind of learned. We've actually probably got a good database. I know, it's unbelievable. And Ginny there... Very innovative tying up Millie McKenzie in some kind of... Uh, it's a kind of crab. 
And now just riding her as Mackenzie's struggling. She breaks the arm. Fingertips away. She oh, ooh. gets to the bottom rope. And Jenny pulling Mackenzie's hair as well. That's illegal, ref. Pulls her back in the middle of the ring. Just back rake. Stomp to the back. Goes for the cover. Mackenzie kicking out. Oh, oh my God. Spear by Mackenzie. Takes oh. Ginny down. Goes for the One, cover. Two. two. Oh. oh, but Ginny managing to kick out. Uh. Very impressive by Mackenzie. Well, she's got a little bit about her. Now deadlift German. Folds her up like an accordion. Could this be the end for Ginny? Well, Ginny's struggling to get to that rope. Second. Folds her inside out. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. Oh, but Ginny's still staying in this. Well, fair play to Ginny. I honestly thought she would be out. Someone getting the shoulder up. And only 18 is Millie's. <laughs> is Mackenzie, which is so impressive. And Jenny's struggling to get up. Using the right. Here comes Mackenzie. Oh! Jenny with the arm drag. Sends Mackenzie in the turnbuckle. Rolls her through. Like a ripcord kick to the face. Two, three. Job done. Ginny wins there. Very, very impressive. Ginny advances to the semi-finals of the NXT UK Women's Tournament. So, Dan, Ginny wins. What are your thoughts on that match? I think uh, Millie McKenzie is certainly a hot prospect in the business. She definitely is going to be a big star one of these days. Soon or later. I was impressed by Ginny. She took a lot of impactful moves there and uh, she did well. Good match. I wasn't familiar with Mackenzie, but she definitely had to support the crowd. She looked good in the match too. Mackenzie has some nice offense and looks strong, but I really just enjoy how mean Ginny is in the ring. Ginny started slow, but she made up for it with a very strong finish. Yeah, certainly both. Uh, certainly impressed by both these women here. And um, again, you know, hopefully they've got a good long future in front of them. We get a video, a profile of the Gero. And then Zach Gibson heads to the ring for a match. He gets on the mic before the match. And he talks about how good he is. He gets booed mercilessly. He also gets interrupted by Trent Seven's entrance music. Ooh. Well, match five is Zach Gibson versus Trent Seven. Great match. This was fought very evenly and it felt like either man could win. At times, it also felt like neither man would lose. Shenanigans from Tyler Bate and James Drake at ringside ultimately had to be introduced for a winner to be named. Well, after the match, Wolfgang and the Coffee Brothers attacked Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Well, this was a very good show. It had a great main event, two good women's matches, and a right build-up for Mastiff and T-Bone, and some interesting story bits from multiple groups. Yes, and the match of the night was definitely Trent Seven versus Zach Gibson. A good match and an interesting plot point for multiple possible feuds. So that is it for now. We've just watched NXT UK, but tomorrow we will have more NXT UK, Rev Pro, British News, plus a tribute to the dynamite kid so that is it tomorrow but that is it Don't forget you can follow us on twitter at w network view or at vince mcdan wwe i'm at just of course all the google platforms w network view on google plus send us an email podcast at gmail.com we're on facebook yes facebook come and find our page and give us a like with a wwe network review podcast and come and find me and add me as a friend i'm vince mcdan subscribe to our youtube channel w net review podcast got clips on there podcasts that i'll go up on youtube the same time we do other places like soundcloud on your phone we're also on speaker radio we've got a live show coming with live jan January 12th for NXT TakeOver Blackpool. 
Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. I have been Jay's Rollins and as always, always joined by Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And bye. Bye. <laughs>